All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard at, on location in Florida, so the streams are going to be each evening uh, late for a couple hours for the next two weeks, like we did uh, starting last night. Uh, we're going to begin here with Donald Trump talking shit, claiming that he needs one more indictment to ensure victory, mocking uh, all this uh, bullshit that they're trying to do in order to stop him from becoming the next president. Uh, ahead of his arraignment uh, on Thursday afternoon, uh, Trump declared he needs just one more indictment to ensure my election. He wrote, I need one more indictment to ensure my election. Trump is traveling uh, to be arraigned, which he was already arraigned, and then he talked shit about how Washington, D.C., I, I forget the terms he used, but basically calling it a cesspool, um, or something like that. I think he used the word filth. That's, that sounds about right. But anyway, so Ass Willis better get on it. Hopefully Ass Willis is going to give the fourth indictment, and uh, I think that'll be pretty funny. Now let's talk about the literal homosexual behind the scenes pulling some of the strings at least. Not all the string, strings, but some of the strings. That's bathhouse Barry Obama. Uh, Obama warns Biden of Trump's campaign strength. Donald Trump's campaigning strength alongside an energized GOP should not be underestimated. Former President Bathhouse Barry Obama is reported to have privately warned Joe Biden. According to the Washington Post, Obama delivered his advice to his former vice president during a late June lunch at the White House residence at which he promised to do all he could to do all he could to drive his 2024 re-election campaign. The outlet revealed Bathhouse was visiting the White House for what Biden aides described as a regular catch-up between the two men who served in the White House together for eight years. During this meeting, uh, Obama reportedly expressed his concerns. Um, they were not about Biden's political abilities but rather a recognition of Trump's iron grip on the Republican Party. Trump could be a more formidable candidate than many Democrats realize, Obama reportedly warned, uh, a point well supported by opinion polls. In a statement to the Post, bathhouse advisor Eric Schultz revealed the ex-president and his team placed a huge emphasis on finding creative ways to reach new audiences, especially tools that can be directly tied to voter mobilization or volunteer activations. Uh, we are deliberate in picking our moments because our objective is to move the needle. Get this out of here. I don't know what the hell. Um, it's not time to play video games. Anyway, Obama is reportedly expected to begin appearing at fundraisers to benefit the Biden-Harris campaign this fall and try to bolster support with a wider voting public in general and the Democratic Party in particular. Biden's campaign spokesperson, T.J. Ducklow, said the president's grateful for Bath House's unwavering support and observed the president looks forward to campaigning side by side with Obama to win the 2024 uh, election. So he's campaigning side by side with Obama, is he? Mm, that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, but Obama, he's not doing anything. He's a private citizen. What a crock of shit. All right, so there is a hilarious uh, media narrative going on right now where Donald Trump simply said 
if you fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you, essentially. He didn't use those exact words, but that's basically the point of the tweet. If you come after me, I'm going to come after you. So basically saying he's going to defend himself. He's going to do to you what you do to him. Normal, totally legal self-defense statement, and the leftists are freaking out. They're calling for him to be arrested. It's hilarious. They really, they will do, they'll piss in your face. They'll shit all over the place. They'll, they'll kick you in the face. And then when you slightly start talking about defending yourself, they freak out and act like uh, you, you're, you're a monster. It's really funny. Anyway, so you got this dumb bitch here. This judge threatens to hold Trump without bail if he violates strict conditions of release. Good. Yeah, do it. I want to fucking see you do it. I want to see what happens. What a crock of shit. Anyway, during his uh, arraignment on Thursday, Donald Trump was warned by bitch whore magistrate judge Moxilia Upayaya. <laughs> what a silly bitch. Silly bitch with a silly bitch name. <clears throat> um, that he could be held pending trial if he violated the strict conditions of his release. Go fuck yourself. The former president was allowed to return to Bedminster, New Jersey, but only after agreeing to abide by the conditions he agreed upon by prosecutors and the defense. According to ABC News, Trump must not violate federal or state laws. He must appear... Uh, in court as required. He must sign an appearance bond. He must not communicate about the facts of the case with anyone. Trump knows to be a witness, except through counsel or in presence of counsel. He did not violate any of that. He did not violate any of that. As NBC News reports, the judge made it clear that Trump was not to engage in any conduct that could influence proceedings. Whatever, bitch. This uh, stupid horse said, and I quote, it is a crime to try to influence a juror to threaten or attempt to bribe a witness or any other person who may have information about your case or to retaliate against anyone for providing information about your case to the prosecution or to otherwise obstruct the administration of justice. Do you understand these warnings and consequences? Trump said yes. And then the bitch or judge went on to remind him he may be held pending trial in this case if he violated any of the conditions. So you know what's going to happen here. The media and the Democrats and probably this judge, they're going to make up bullshit and pretend that his tweet or his truth social post is somehow a violation of this. Good. I want to see you do it. Make this the biggest fucking circus that you can make it. So, yeah, try to put him in jail. Try to put him in jail. I'd love to see it. This is fucking retarded. In his third arraignment um, this year, the DOJ under pedophile Biden formally charged Trump with four criminal counts of total bullshit. So uh, anyway, it's just, it's fucking hilarious. Okay, moving on here. We have, um, you know, this is good. It's probably, probably going to get thrown out, but it's good to see at least a little bit of people fighting back. This is not nearly what's needed, uh, particularly to people with power. See, the problem is right now, if you're a normal person and you do anything, they're going to destroy you. They are going to fucking destroy you. If you're powerful or you're like a Republican in Congress, there's a lot more you can do. And of course, those people aren't doing anything. So Elon Musk here, he has uh, a bit of power and money and he's doing a little bit. And this is not like the biggest thing he could do, but it's at least something. He is suing uh, a bunch of AIDS commies 
who uh, I think it's Hope Not Hate, or no, 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 the Center for Countering Digital Hate. It doesn't matter. It, they're all the same. Elon Musk is suing AIDS commies over their targeting of the corporation's advertiser base and an apparent push to compel censorship. Good. The lawsuit claims that the AIDS commies scraped data from the company unlawfully against the terms of service and federal hacking laws in an attempt to bully advertisers and compel Twitter to enforce a draconian censorship regime. Um, one of the AIDS commies, as soon as he was done uh, taking a triple cock bukkake at the bathhouse, said, and I quote, and he was kind of out of breath, the truth is that Elon Musk has been casting around for a reason to blame us for his own failings as a CEO, because we all know that when he took over, he put up the bat signal to racists and misogynists, to homophobes, to anti-Semites. You know what that signal is, okay? It's a giant symbol in the sky that says nigger faggot. That is, you know, that has to be what it is. That has to be what it is. He put the uh, nigger faggot symbol into the sky and then all the meme wars came out. By the way, this is made up because plenty of people get suspended and censored on Twitter over gamer words. So this homosexual who's lying here is just full of shit. Anyway, um, and then he says Twitter is now a free speech platform. And now he's surprised when people are able to quantify that there's been a resulting increase in hate and disinformation, which is, of course, totally made up. Hate is not real. This is all not real. Twitter uh, released a blog post about the lawsuit in which they claimed that the AIDS commies and its backers have been actively working to assert false and misleading claims, encouraging advertisers to pause investment in the platform. Um, they wrote, uh, X is a free public service funded largely by advertisers. Through the CCDH's scare campaign and its ongoing pressure on brands to prevent the public's access to free expression, the CCDH is actively working to prevent public dialogue. Uh, Big League Politics reported on these AIDS commies in the past working to censor political speech of their opponents. I mean, this is, this is what they do. It's nothing new. They can't compete. You know, they defend pedophiles and, you know, pedophile strip shows in front of children. Uh, mutilation of children. So obviously they can't just come out with their positions because they would be outright rejected. So they have to play games like this. They have to censor and try to bully people and silence them because they can't argue their positions because their positions are pure evil. Uh, okay, now we have, um, yeah, so um, speaking of evil, you have these sick fuckers. These people um, decided to no longer treat a woman for breast cancer because the woman was based about trannies. And then uh, the uh, tranny lunatics that did this evil then blamed libs of TikTok for some reason. Oregon Medical Group blames libs of TikTok after being exposed for denying a woman breast cancer treatment over her gender critical views. After an Oregon AIDS commie breast cancer, excuse me, excuse me, no, I'm, I'm going, uh, Jumping the gun, jumping the AIDS commie gun. No, no, no. We uh, this is the based woman. This is the based woman that does not get the AIDS commie designation. Okay. After an Oregon uh, based breast cancer patient was dismissed from an AIDS commie medical practice where she was getting treatment due to her refusal to believe men are women, the medical group doubled down and backed their initial reaction, which was to ban her from the practice. 
Richmond Family Medicine Clinic in Portland, Oregon, said they are taking measures to guard against harassing behavior. In an email obtained by the Post Millennial, the medical clinic complained that the account from their former breast cancer patient uh, as to how she was dismissed was shared by libs of TikTok. Marlene Barbara, who was set to receive a mastectomy later this month due to her breast cancer, took issue with a tranny flag displayed in the office and had asked if she could be treated in a place that did not have the tranny flag based. In response, she was banned from the practice. Barbara also had trouble seeking treatment elsewhere due to her objection to lunatic tranny ideology. Barbara shared her information on her account as well. The practice sent an email to staff saying, this week there's been media and social media activity regarding a person who says they were dismissed for disrespectful and harmful behavior. The person shared on social media and it was picked up by libs of TikTok. While we can't comment upon the patient's status without their authorization, please know, know that our policies reflect our belief that our caring staff deserves respect from patients and visitors as they work tirelessly to provide cares, care to others, meaning you have to suck the tranny cock. That's what that means. We have trannies on our staff. You have to suck their cock, okay? And we take measures to guard against harassing behavior, even when it means making the difficult decision to dismiss a patient. As you know, we are further evaluating security measures and options to keep you safe as well. Uh, the lunatics continued in the email. Some OHSU members are receiving emails, phone calls, and voice messages around the issue, so we wanted to share the public response and share resources. If you're contacted, you're encouraged not to respond or engage. If a communication is threatening in any way, or if there are repeat communications of a harassing nature, please share information, and they give whatever that is. And if it relates to media coverage, please send it to this other place. If you're seeing negative comments on your social channels, we recommend not engaging and considering making your accounts private. That message was signed by lunatic AIDS commie Jennifer Smith, who uses she, her pronouns and has been in her current post for more than two years. LGBTQ Nation covered the story as well, saying that Barbara, in seeking treatment in an environment that respected her existence was oppressing trans people. So if you don't want to gargle the tranny feminine penis, you're oppressing them. Okay, well then we're oppressing them. I don't give a fuck what you call it. In dismissing Barbara, the medical group said her comments were hurtful to the LGBTQ community. Who cares? Fuck the LGBTQ community. They can suck the tranny cock. We don't have to. Fuck them. The trouble began when Barbara went to an appointment uh, and a tranny flag was on display. I wrote my doctor a my chart message all about how offensive I, as a gender critical woman, found political messaging in a healthcare setting. Yeah, absolutely, 100% on board. I'm a, if, if you want to do it this way, no problem. You want to do it as a Christian, no problem. I, I, don't, care, I don't care what it is. Yeah, I'm on board. Barbara said it was daunting to be a woman who doesn't believe that men can become and go to her doctor's office to discuss her, her upcoming mastectomy for breast cancer, a traumatizing experience for many women to find this harmful ideology on full display. That is correct. This is a harmful ideology that should be nowhere in society. So this is fantastic. 
the tides are turning. This shit has to go 100%, not 80%, not 90%, not 99%, 100%. Now, I'll take 99%, but I will always point out, though, that we still didn't get that 1%, and I, I would be thankful, make no mistake, I, you know, I'm not a greedy motherfucker, I'm just saying there should be zero tolerance for this bullshit, okay? You don't have to, you don't have to tolerate insanity, okay? Anyone demanding that you tolerate insanity is a fucking bully. Okay, so, yeah. Anyway. Um, so then she asked if she could uh, uh, telephone an appointment to discuss how I may access your medical care without walking under a banner that seeks to negate all that I am. That is what they're doing, Barbara. Correct. The answer was no. Uh, she had been with the practice for 12 years. I would like to speak to you directly as I no longer trust that my communications are filtered in good faith. Additionally, I do not feel comfortable as a gender-critical woman who believes gender to be nonsense and sex bodies to be reality. I do not feel comfortable coming to Richmond with that enormous transgenderism banner hanging like a Nazi flag behind the reception desk. desk. You, 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 I mean, if you want to compare, frankly, I don't really think you can make the comparison, but, uh, you know, whatever. You, you, you're against this, that's fine. If you want to use the boogeymen from World War II and their peace wheel, okay, that's fine. Anyway, uh, where is the flag? I just saw that in a meme the other day. It made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> a person called it a peace wheel. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, uh, where is the flag for women? It's probably a 15-year-old meme, but I, I saw it for the first time the other day. For children, Barbara said that she had been threatened on Twitter by trans activists with rape and death. That's what they do. So it's daunting to go for medical treatment with that banner proclaiming what I am, an adult human female. A woman is a mere opting category for any gender non-conforming male and not reality itself. This negates women completely. She continued expressing her emotional reaction to the tranny flag but was met with nothing but refusals and vitriol from her medical providers. They should all be fired, at minimum, at minimum fired. This letter is to inform you that effective immediately, you're discharged from receiving medical care. This action is being taken because of ongoing disrespectful and hurtful remarks about uh, LGBT community and staff. Barbara was given a month to find a new provider. The letter specified she'd be admitted to uh, no medicine clinics, including urgent care. Ah, you know what? I'm going to go prison. I'm going prison. You know, at first I was like, well, this is probably not a prison situation. No, so you, you would like let her die. You're saying that she can't even get urgent care. Now you need to go to jail. I, I, I would, uh, yeah, the sentence is jail. You're going to jail. So there you go. Or the son, you know, either one. But good for this woman. Now look, I, you know, these gender critical, I guess, what would you call them feminists? I, I don't know. I'm sure there's other areas where they're, you know, not great. But uh, hey, one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Um, I could be wrong about that. Uh, but yeah, this shit's got to go. So get this out of the public space. Just goodbye. Get this out of here. Um, I mean, this is really nothing new, this next article. Mike Pence is a fucking piece of shit. And he said that the January 6th indictment serves as an important reminder for anyone who puts himself over the Constitution. Bitch, you literally did that. That's what you did, okay? Your role uh, was to um, kick it back to the states so they could all figure it out legally, okay? But you decided, no, you're, you're above the Constitution. You are going to dictate 
what happens. So go fuck yourself, Mike Pence. Anyway, that's this. there's really nothing to get into here. He just did this bitch tweet. Today's indictment serves as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. All right, so good. That means he never should be president. What a bitch he turned out to be. I mean, it wasn't a great pick by Trump for, for VP, uh, certainly, but from what I understand, it was like a deal they made that like the neocons will support you if you put Pence in. Hopefully this time when Trump is offered a deal like that, he tells them to go fuck themselves and puts in a Cary Lake or someone that pisses them off, even if that someone is RFK. Now, I've said this before. I personally would not choose that. I don't, I'm concerned that, uh, look, RFK has some really good positions on like the vaccine and COVID. Um, some of his positions seem to be getting better than they used to be. Like his position on climate change is better than it used to be. Uh, of course, the bar was low. It was batshit crazy. Um, and that's good, you know, but I, I don't want any risk of anyone pulling Trump to the left. And uh, so I would be concerned with that. <clears throat> now, with that said, the, the entertainment and the absolute meltdown from the establishment, if he were to pick RFK, it would be unbelie unbelievable. Now, you're going to get a meltdown if you choose Carrie Lake. I think you'll get a meltdown if you choose Vivek. The question with Vivek is like, is he for real with what he's saying? He says great stuff. Vivek says the best stuff uh, as far as the people who are competing for second place. Vivek says the best stuff. And, uh, uh, but is he going to do any of it? I have no idea. You know, usually the answer is no. So I don't know. Oh, speaking of saying things, holy shit, man. And I know people, I, I know people were like, oh, you're taking what DeSantis said out of context. I don't think I was. I read the whole context before I commented on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, he buys some of the media narrative on the election of 2020. Now, there are some things that he said that he was correct on about st strategy and how we shouldn't, and like how the rules were changed mid-game, which is true. But he played that game where they pretended that someone argued that, like, you know, Hugo Chavez had something to do with it. And that's, that's, and, and I've been critical of Sidney Powell, but like I'm critical of real things that she said, you know, like releasing the Kraken and it didn't really deliver. OK, that's like a real criticism. I think uh, Rakeda had some real criticisms of her, like it, 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 some of the her briefs were like sloppy. Those are real criticisms that you can levy if you want to. Um, but she didn't say that like uh, Hugo Chavez's ghost influenced the election. Like that's, she's just taking what she said out of context. So, you know, you're just going along with the bullshit, which is not surprising. And of course, then you got the Pedro Gonzalez's and the uh, uh, Bill Mitchell's of the world who are just uh, pretending the election was legitimate. And uh, Bill Mitchell's having his own problems right now. He's, he's uh, he decided to feud with Roseanne and, and it's just, it's so, I love when I watch people make the same observations that I make. And I know they're obvious ones, right? Like, what's the obvious um, observation when you see ridiculous Bill Mitchell? That he's, uh, you know, a homosexual with AIDS. And I'm not the only person who realized this. So what happened was... He was talking shit about Roseanne. Michael Malice comes in and, and, and says something like, didn't you have AIDS? And then there you go. Someone brought up AIDS and now it's a party. 
And, and then, of course, in classic Bill Mitchell style, he's threatening to sue Roseanne. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's fucking great. What clowns. How do you allow these people? If I was running for president and Bill, I would be like, I want to be clear. Bill Mitchell has nothing to do with anything I'm doing. And he's a clown. So treat him like a clown. He looks like a clown. He's, he makes me laugh, genuinely. Uh, because he's so ridiculous. I just wish that like he was, he was more of a lovable clown when he was a Trump guy, because at least he was like on our team. And he was ridiculous, but it was like, well, like if you're gonna be ridiculous, but you're gonna be in the complete pro-Trump ridiculous category, that's fine, I'll take that. I, there is so much fucked up bullshit going on right now that if you wanna be crazy in the other direction with Trump, you're just like, you're a hundred, you're a hundred and a thousand percent Trump, even at a ridiculous level. I have no problem with that. I'm not like that. That's not me, but I got no issue with that, okay? But man, he is just nonstop media narratives with DeSantis. And it doesn't matter because DeSantis has no chance. Anyway, let's get to the next article here we have. I really want these hearings televised. Now, it's funny because the Democrats, they want it televised too, but I don't think, you know, they want this televised because they think First of all, most people, even this, I think most people aren't even going to watch it, okay? I, I really don't think most people will watch these trials. Maybe, like, if there's a mate, like, the ruling will probably get the, or the verdict, the verdict. The verdict will probably get the most ratings, right? So, but still, what percentage of the country is going to watch, going to watch this? Um At the most, a third at the peak level? I mean, and I, I think I'm being generous. Uh, because people know this is bullshit. People are done. Like, it's with the aliens. With the aliens. No one gave a fuck. Because people have real issues to deal with. They don't have time for this bullshit. They know this is bullshit. They're not going to give a fuck. Who cares? I, I said this the other day. Who fucking cares about any of this? All that matters is whether or not he runs and there is an election. That's all that matters. If he wins the election, none of this matters. Okay? So... You know, and, and now certainly from a newsworthy standpoint, it does matter from news-wise, and it's definitely a coverable event. I'm just saying that, like, it's just, it, all that matters is, is he going to run, and can he get some sort of a fair shot? It, probably not, but, you know, he can still pull it off if he, if he can get a, a fair shot. It just depends on, you know, how each state is, did they fix some of their problems, um... Do you have enough votes in your normal counties to um, deal with the cheating, like like with what happened with Youngkin, right? They had enough votes for Youngkin, so when they did their, you know, jogger city bullshit, you know, and they, it's the same tactic every time, so you got you got jogger city. It, it, make no mistake, jogger city is in almost every state, okay? And it's, it's, it's very, it's densely populated. And so what'll happen is the Jogger City representatives, they will wait. They will not count and they will wait to see exactly how many votes they need. And then they will manufacture what they need. Uh, but it did not work in uh, Virginia and it almost didn't work in, it didn't work in Jersey. Uh, they barely cheated uh, Phil Murphy in there. So do you have enough states? Can you get enough votes in enough states I don't know the answer to that question. I hope the answer is yes. If he wins, it would be insane. And then, of course, 
Uh, I mean, look, it would be it'll be a, a definite celebration on uh, election night if he wins. Uh, but of course, then you're going to have probably the craziest time of all, which is going to be the time between the end of the election and the inauguration, where you're going to see probably the most concentrated gay ops of all time in the history of the country. I cannot imagine what that period of time is going to be like. They are going to do. It's a, maybe I'm wrong, and they're not going to try everything. But I just it feels like they're going to try everything. It seems like they're going to try everything. Anyway, back to this. Adam Schiff is demanding that uh, they uh, have um, cameras in the courtroom. Yeah, I, I would love cameras in the courtroom. I would cover as much of this trial as I could. Um, I, I hope he testifies. I don't think he's going to testify. But yeah, the whole thing is bullshit. It doesn't matter. There's Elena Haba again. By the way, you're like, if you, you're like, oh, I don't know if Bill Mitchell's a homosexual. Bill Mitchell, I think he deleted it. He's a tweet deleter, too. Um, he, he posted this uh, video or a, a screenshot of Elena Haba with these just giant yammers and this fabulous purple dress blouse thing. Uh, and he's like, is this the appropriate attire for a lawyer? Yeah, Gaylord, it is. This is absolutely appropriate attire for a fucking lawyer. What, are you kidding me? She's killing it. Anyway, I don't know if she's a good lawyer, but I... Okay. Trump hires women like I would, okay? So I have, no, I have no criticism. I mean, granted, do you want the best hot women that you can get? Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got no issue there. So, all right, so DeSantis... And this will be entertaining, I think, because I want to see someone go at DeSantis, because I think that's like one of the places that he, he does well. Although, um, you know, this the, first you did that fucking pamphlet, Bill, and now your comments about the election, like you're turning into Mitt Romney, bro. Um, now, look, it doesn't undo all the good shit he's done in Florida, but uh, he's having a rough go. He is having a rough go. Anyway, hopefully he... Um, well, actually, does it matter at this point if he does well against Gavin Newsom? I mean, who, I, I do think this will be uh, worth covering, but it might not happen because now after DeSantis said he would accept Newsom's debate uh, offer, Newsom is silent. So, you know, and here's the thing. Democrats, they don't like debates. They, they, they hate debates. They try to cancel all the debates. Uh, AIDS commie governor Gavin Newsom stayed silent on Thursday after Ron DeSantis accepted his debate challenge. Uh, he told, now DeSantis told Hannity he's in. Hannity would be the moderator. And uh, net, yeah, now uh, 24 hours later, he hasn't said a goddamn thing. Maybe that's been updated. Maybe he said something. I've, I've checked Twitter a couple times today and uh, nothing that I've seen so far. So uh, yeah, might not be happening. Does it, it, does it matter? No, this really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but uh, it would be something at least uh, interesting, I think. All right. Now, we got... This was unusual. This was unusual. Um, is this... Do they have... Let me just... Uh, yeah, we got an unusual video here. You got a guy. Teacher reveals why he refused to spread damaging gender ideology. The guy is refusing to spread it. So uh, I'm very pleased to see this. Let me, we might as well <clears throat> go to the video here. This guy tweeted this. Uh, let me go back to, we've got the audio here. Very good. All right, let's see what he has to say here. 
So I should have posted this a long time ago, but hopefully by the end of the video you'll understand my hesitation. I've been a teacher for seven years, and I've loved most of every second of it. Yeah, the grading is annoying, the pay is low, the classes are overfilled, but I love having seeing the students learn, grow, and make those connections, those having those aha moments. And I used to think that being a teacher was pretty straightforward, pretty self-explanatory. Teach kids how to read, teach kids how to write, teach kids history, have students question authority, narratives, and paradoxes, and let the students connect the dots on their own. Let the students come to their own conclusions about things. At the very minimum, my job is to teach students that history is very, very complicated because people are very, very complicated. But what's happening nowadays is that there's a push to indoctrinate kids. There's a push to sexualize children and there's a push to separate kids from families, to, to either directly or indirectly sever those ties, have kids dislike their parents, yep. dislike their family, and 100%. have parental power be transferred from the parents to some sort of state authority. Teachers, school districts, principals, superintendents, uh, state congress people, CPS, whatever you want to call it. And as a teacher, I can't agree to that. I can't say yes to that. I'm not going to be used as an agent to confuse kids because that's literally the opposite of what teachers are supposed to do. We're not supposed to confuse kids. And that's what's happening. But this speaks to something greater, I think. The United States is falling apart. I don't know how I feel about teaching the history of a dying empire and not standing up and doing something more to stop it. It feels like I'm stuck within those four walls fighting back this oppressive wave that's sweeping over the country of depression, of pessimism, of despair, nihilism, fatalism, Gnosticism. To be an American, you're supposed to be rebellious. You're supposed to fight against tyranny. You're supposed to look at people with more power than you and say, no, like, I have the ability to live my life. If I can sum up the United States in one sentence, of course, ideally, would be, you have a right to not have the boot of government stomp on your face. And if, the gov if, if we have parts of our government in the United States that, are, that, are in, that insist on stomping on people's faces, and it's up to the people to stand up to it. And that's what I'm doing right here. More importantly, I don't know if I'll be able to live with myself if I don't tell my student. More. And most importantly, I've taught my students reject tyranny. That's basically it. What kind of a hypocrite would I be if I don't reject tyranny now? What kind of a hypocrite would I be if I just keep my head down and protect this, let's be honest, mediocre-ass paycheck that teachers get? What's the point if everything's going to fall apart around you? So, I guess here goes. The United States is special, and I've taken that fact for granted for over 30 years. I've never had to deal with anything my parents dealt with when they were younger. I never had to deal with political terrorism, political killings, black vans coming in the street to take you. I never had to wonder whether I'm going to eat that day. 
More importantly, I wouldn't exist if this country wasn't here. I'm a product of two people, of two individuals coming from two different countries because of the tyrannies in their countries. They found each other, they found love with each other, and then they produced me. This is true for millions and millions of Americans. So if my life was partly forged by the existence of the United States, how hypocritical would it be if I didn't defend it with that very life it gave me? It's not just our right, it's our duty and responsibility for ourselves in the future to call out any tyranny, propaganda, corruption, or BS that we see. So, I'm not going to teach what the corporations want me to teach. I'm not going to engage in critical theory of any kind. I'm not going to deconstruct the United States and compare it to a world that doesn't exist. I am not going to replace the United States flag with any other flag, pride or otherwise. I'm not going to be forced or compelled to use the pronouns of your choice or to be used to facilitate your delusions of grandeur. I reserve the right to question anything and everything. I will teach the good, the bad, the beautiful, and the ugly. Reality is real, boys are boys, girls are girls, and we don't make the rules in society off of the 1% or the exceptions. I reject DEI, ESG, and other sinister acronyms. I am not a citizen of the world. I don't want to re-engineer, re-imagine, or re-envision our society. I don't want a grand restructuring or a great reset. I am a citizen of the United States of America, which is governed by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. How have we gotten to the point where if you're someone who supports freedom of speech, religion, press, petition, and assembly, you're viewed as a Nazi? Why are we in the process of creating a two-tiered society that's based off your political beliefs? Why are we weaponizing everything against our perceived enemies? Why are we trying to trigger our opposition into acting in ways unbecoming of themselves? Why are we tearing ourselves apart? I don't know, but all I know is that I just made myself unmarketable as a teacher with what I just said. I hope that now you understand my hesitation in what I wanted to say. So moving on forward, I'm going to update at least once a day, preferably two or three times a day. The topics I'm going to engage with are pretty much anything that pops into my head, which, well, if you've been a student of mine, that can be, literally be anything. I just find it really funny. In this, United, in this new United States that we live, you know, this diverse America that we're trying to achieve, why is it that we only care about diversity that goes skin deep, ethnicity, skin color? Why don't we care about the most important facet of diversity? having a diverse opinion. And most importantly, why are we targeting with punishment and derision those people who like the United States, who are appreciative of the ideals of this country, and we know it's flawed, but we want to make it a better place using the ideals in our first and second founding. Why is that a diverse opinion that must be struck down. I don't know, your guess is as good as mine. Oh yeah, I forgot the most important part. My name is Angel San Martin, and I'm from South Florida, and I approve this message. All right, so good for you. Uh, I would think if you're in Florida, you have a shot to stay in the state and be a teacher somewhere, so hopefully he's able to do that. Uh, but yeah, good, good for him. Uh, hopefully, uh, more teachers come out uh, and rebel against this bullshit. But that was uh, was pretty good to see. 
uh, middle middle American 45 in uh, Rumble says, uh, do you think if Trump's elected, he will do a federal investigation into pharma and the jab? I honestly don't think so. Very unfortunate. Yeah, I would say probably unlikely. Um, I think that if if RFK was the running mate, I would think then maybe you would have a shot. Um, but I, I would say unlikely. I'd love to see it. I think that would be fantastic. But uh, yeah, probably unlikely. All right, let's see what else we have here. Um, all right. Um, oh, so yeah, I mean, as you uh, kind of like in the information age, you know, read about things and put things together, you realize that um, they pretty much have lied about everything. Uh, and particularly a lot of the race shit in the country is just a, a cudgel used against white people. Uh, it's a power play. It's not actually based on anything real. Here is some uh, examples of what I'm talking about. A professor was fired for faking data. So he faked data to prove lynching makes whites want longer sentences for blacks. And, and six bullshit studies were retracted. Florida State University criminology professor Eric Stewart was a guru of the claim that systemic racism infests America's police and American society. Again, a concept that is completely made up. Now he's out of a job on account of extreme negligence in his research. The academic was fired after 20 years of his data, including figures used in an explosive study which claimed the legacy of lynchings made whites perceive blacks as criminals and that the problem was worse among conservatives. Uh, these were found to be in, in question. College authorities said he was being fired for incompetence and false results. I mean, this is, you know, all the shit they argue for, you know, racism, climate change, the gender stuff. It's all made up. It's all made up, and they have plenty of academics that will make up bullshit and claim it's true. Among the studies he's had to retract were claims that whites wanted longer sentences for blacks and Latinos. To date, six of Stewart's articles published in major academic journals like Criminology and Law and Society Review between 2003 and 2019 have been fully retracted after allegations the professor's data was fake or so badly flawed it should not have been published. The professor's termination came four years after his former graduate student, Justin Pickett, blew the whistle on his research. Uh, Pickett said that he, they had worked together in 2011 researching whether the public was demanding longer sentences for black and Hispanic criminals as those minority populations grew with the paper claiming they did. But Stewart had fiddled the sample size to deliver that result when the real research did not, Pickett said. When the investigation into Stewart began in 2020, he claimed he was the victim and that Pickett lynched me and my academic character. After 16 years as a professor of criminology at Florida State University, Provost James Clark formally notified Stewart he was being terminated in a letter. Give me uh, one second here.
Okay, let's see here. All right, back to the uh, jogger professor and his lying lies. Um, Clark wrote to Stewart, I do not see how you can teach our students to be ethical researchers or how the results of future research projects conducted by you could be deemed as trustworthy. Um, Clark said, uh, as well as the six officially retracted studies, other work by Stewart was in doubt. The retracted studies looked into contentious social issues like whether the public perceives black and Latino people as threats and the role of racial discrimination in America's justice system. One 2019 study, which has been retracted, suggests historical lynchings make white people today perceive black people as threats. No, uh, this shit, this kind of shit is what makes white people view black people as threats. Anyway, Stewart floated the idea that this effect will be greater among whites where socioeconomic disadvantage and political conservatism are greater. Another retracted 2018 study suggested that white Americans view black and Latino people as criminal threats and suggested that perceived threat could lead to state-sponsored social control. And in third, Stewart claimed Americans wanted tougher sentences for Latinos because their community was increasing in numbers and becoming more economically successful. Latino pop population growth, the liar said, and perceived Latino criminal and economic threat significantly predict punitive Latino sentiment, he concluded. That study's now been retracted. Stewart's research delved into the relationship between incarceration and divorce, street violence, the impact of tough neighborhoods on adolescents, whether street gardens reduce crime, and how race impacts student discipline in schools. But the disgraced professor was able to rise to prominence as an influencer in his field despite his studies from as early, uh, from as, early as 2003 now being retracted. Oh, they don't care. Commies do not care whether or not any of this is true. This is about power, and that's it. Stewart was a widely cited scholar uh, with north of 8,500 citations by other researchers. He was vice president and fellow at the American Society of Criminology, who honored him as one of four highly distinguished criminologists. He was also a W.E.B. Du Bois fellow at the National Institute of Justice. He received north of $3.5 million in grant support for major organizations and taxpayer-funded entities. The Florida Department of Juvenile Justice, the National Science Foundation, which is an arm of the federal government, and the National Institute of Justice, which is run by the Department of Justice, have all funneled money into research Stewart presided over. The National Institute of Mental Health, a branch of the NIH, poured $3.2 million into research on how African Americans transition into adulthood. Stewart presided over that initiative from 2007 to 2012. He raked in 190,000 a year. Um, and of course, he served on the school's diversity promotion and tenor committees, giving him a say over who got ahead on campus. He even passed judgment on students accused of cheating and academic dishonesty themselves. Um, the fired professor, uh, who cares, I don't care where he graduated from, and uh, so there you go. Uh, not surprising, this is what commies do, and uh, it, it's, um, there, are, there are, I bet you, hundreds of these. Around the world, there are hundreds of these academics that are totally full of shit that the left takes seriously, 
and uh, and I mean they they make laws based on this bullshit. Uh, it, it's incredible. Anyway, uh, looks like AIDS commie Mayor Eric Adams is considering opening up a migrant camp in Central Park. Uh, since the spring of last year, more than 95,000 border crossers and illegal aliens have arrived in New York City, costing taxpayers $8 million a day. Just as rents have skyrocketed, migrants are sleeping on the streets, and Adams has said there's no more room. Uh, his office is suggesting that Central Park is among more than 3,000 locations where they're going to set up tent cities. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That's a hell of a thing. That is a hell of a thing. So, yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that if you live in New York. Holy shit. Now, they're running some gay ops on Cornell West, it seems. I, I'm not a Cornell West person, but anyone that can cause problems for Joe Biden, I'm at least here for the entertainment. So it looks like they got a coordinated media narrative going up against them. They view him as a threat. And the reason someone like Cornell West is a threat um, is because uh, Joe Biden is such a poor candidate. The left-wing outlet, The Daily Beast, reported Thursday that Green Party presidential candidate Cornell West owes over 500000 in back taxes as worries mounts that his candidacy could hurt Joe Biden's re-election chances. On Thursday... Um, the Daily Beast highlighted West's decades of advocation for higher taxes on the wealthy before citing documents that showed half a million in tax liens. And then they broke down the liens by year. In response, West said that he and his siblings had asked his accountant to respond to these charges, some of which are not true. Uh, he also paid off previous liens, according to the outlet. The article comes as liberals worry West could detract from Biden. Uh, Donkey Teeth said to The Hill, I think he has a very long record of service and academic thought leadership. I think right now, given the Electoral College, it's very difficult to square the very real threat of a Republican presidency with the risk of giving up the very small margin of electoral votes needed to ensure Biden wins. Oh yeah, well, hopefully he fucks it up for Biden. That would be fantastic. He didn't pay his taxes. Who cares? Anyway, moving on here. So let's talk about pedophile advocacy. Excuse me. <clears throat> pedophile advocacy done by NBC News. This is nothing new. NBC News promotes a New York City pedophile camp for kids. They say it's amazing. In a Wednesday NBC segment, anchors touted a pedophile grooming summer camp for kids in New York that's specifically aimed at serving LGBTQ plus kids and children of people in those communities. Um, 14th Street Y, which puts on the camp, describes it as a welcoming open tent community of LGBTQ young people and staff that celebrates and sustains joyful outdoor summer experiences where all can thrive. Yeah, especially the pedophiles. The correspondent said parents and organizers agree it's much needed. Oh, well, there you go. As long as the parents are agreeing, a place where the kids can not just be tolerated, but celebrated. For many kids, Kennedy's go into the transcript, which is just a bunch of fucking uh, bullshit. 
and anyway, the point is, uh, they are advocating for one of these pedophile grooming camps in the corporate media. Not at all uh, surprising. Um, this is uh, interesting. Only 85% of black Minnesotans are law-abiding compared to 98% of whites. And blacks get off way easier than white criminals, according to this report. After two years of research, the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension has completed a new study that brings to light some troubling, troubling revelations regarding the information that we were fed by the media and government officials about George Floyd's overdose death. This study debunks nearly every mainstream narrative and exposes a higher rate of unlawful behavior among blacks compared to whites in the state of Minnesota. Shockingly, it also points out preferential treatment that black criminals often receive in comparison to white criminals. The study reveals a troubling truth. Our government officials and media have once again been deceiving us. Contrary to their claims, there isn't a war on black people and they're not being disproportionately targeted. The study shows black criminals are treated better than white criminals and face less severe consequences. This is something we've known on the internet for years. The study also reveals that Fentanyl Floyd's home state, which was trashed and burned to the ground in his name, is not unfair or prejudiced towards blacks. As we witness with the Ching Chong AIDS fear-mongering, the regime-run media's mission is to stoke fear and spread lies that lead to confusion, hate, division, and even violence. When that happens, it's mission accomplished, and when the real truth comes out, they ignore it and move up to the next made-up crisis. Indeed, that is exactly what they're doing. Um, so it looks like Joe Rogan's coming around on Trump. Uh, I think he's probably going to vote for Trump. This kind of reminds me of the Tim Pool thing. When Tim Pool was anti-Trump, and then he started coming around on Trump, and then he ended up voting for Trump. So it, it looks like you have a, a similar situation. He had Patrick Bet David on his show. I haven't heard the episode yet. I'll probably listen to it when, I'm, when I drive back, because um, they tend to be rather long, the uh, episodes. And um, it, so I like that Patrick Bet David immediately it came out and asked him, when is he going to have Trump on? And then Rogan says, I don't know. Um, uh, maybe at a certain point in time. And then he started to get into the types of questions that he wanted to ask Trump. And I think they're very good. He said it would be interesting to hear his perspective on a lot of things. I'd like to know what is it like when you actually get in the office? I'd like to know things like what it's like versus perception. What is it actually like when you get in the building? What are you greeted with? When did you know people were fucking with you? When did you know that the intelligence agencies are lying to you? Like when you decided to fire Comey, what was the thought? How much did you know? Like what, what's the machine like? What's the deep state really like? That would, be, that would be a great interview. I would love to hear that. So it looks like he's coming around. So Rogan is also getting red-pilled on elections. And, it, and it's just so funny when you compare like Rogan to Tim Pool, right? So these are two uh, people with large audiences, although of course Rogan's destroys polls because Rogan's audience is the biggest. Um, with that said, Tim Pool does have a, a large audience. Um, but Tim Pool's the news guy. He's the, you know, 100% news guy, nonstop news, right? And Rogan's more of just the guy who just likes to have a conversation and chill. And on many of these issues, Rogan is surpassing Tim Pohl. Uh, he, 
destroys Tim Pool on the vaccine. Tim Pool still repeating things that are retarded, not like, you know, oh, you know, I could see how you would mess. No, no, like fucking retarded shit that is completely untrue, like COVID is causing the myocarditis. That's retarded. If you're repeating that, if you hear someone repeating, that's fucking retarded. Okay, that's fucking retarded. Okay, um, and, and so uh, Rogan has a better understanding of the vaccine, and now Rogan has a way better understanding on elections than Tim Pool. And Tim's supposed to be the news guy. Frankly, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch, but I'm glad Rogan is uh, improving. Uh, now, you know, he's not where I think people would ultimately want him to be. I don't think that'll ever happen. But he, you know, he's doing something. It's interesting that you got a guy with that many people that watches him pissing off the mainstream. You know, that's always entertaining. So good for him realizing that the elections are rigged. Uh, fantastic to uh, to see. And then I don't know why I picked the Who cares about the view? Um, oh, yeah, guys, we got some teens in Chicago. Got to watch out for these large teen gatherings. Um, large teen gatherings are turning violent in Chicago. The mayor is upset that they're being labeled a mob. Well, we could label them something else, sir. <laughs> Large groups of teenagers have gathered in the streets of Chicago multiple times over the summer for coordinated teen takeovers. Oh, I wish I had my, uh, what the fuck's that thing called? Uh, the stream deck with me. I would set off the nigger alarm. <clears throat> That's what it's called. I didn't name it that. Okay, it's not my alarm. I did not invent it. That's simply what it's called. That often turned violent, but leftist mayor Brandon Johnson is concerned about people calling the groups a mob. Oh, that's, that's a hell of a thing. Johnson, who was elected earlier this year, bragged about his unique approach to reaching Chicago's youth. Uh, as the city faces waves of issues resulting from teenage crowds hitting the street. I love how Daily Wire... <laughs> this is hordes, I'll, I'm, I'll be nice, hordes of black, mostly black youth, okay? I'm being nice. That's, you know, if, if you want to be Daily Wire, you know, because everyone has their different style. I, I, I understand that. You don't have to be a slur guy. Not everyone should be a slur guy. I get that. I have no problem with that. Be what you you are, okay? You don't have to try to be... Or just be who you, but be honest. So if you want to go the non-slur route, you want to go the more respectable route, no problem, but you got to be honest. To completely omit race here is fucking ridiculous. Okay? That's ridiculous. So, and by the way, if this was Italians and they omitted race, I'd be like, hey, this is a, you have to bring up the fact that this is Italians doing this shit. The Italians are gathering in swarms and whipping out giant salamis and they're beating people with them. Okay, and then they're fucking each other in the ass because they're all from Florence. You know, you gotta be honest. You can't just pretend that, well, I've got this group of people that we don't know anything about and it's just this random group of people and they're doing all this fucked up shit. No, you have to be honest. Man, anyway, it's a hell of a thing. So this uh, lunatic running uh, Chicago doesn't like you to call them a mob. <laughs> I've, I'm sure the internet would come up with a lot of very creative things to call these people. Anyway, so uh, there you go. He, uh, they're fighting and looting. 
you know what they need to get? Um, I forget. On Twitter, there was a guy uh, who I, I don't know if he made up the name or he found out the name of the base sheik that beat the fucking shit out of the thieving jogger in that wonderful cathartic video. And uh, I, he called him, it was like Ishtar the Ass Smasher or something. It was fucking hilarious. It was hilarious. Something like that. Just absolutely hilarious. And then I noticed he started posting that video on like random posts. Like, you know, someone will post something not about that. And then like there was this post about like this grandma uh, it was like, I, I don't even think the grandma was real. It looked like a, a, a Photoshop. But you had this grandma that was a total smash. And they were like, what would you do to this grandma? And he posted that video. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Anyway, <clears throat> the Internet's wonderful. Uh, this is good news. Now, you you got to keep on them. you got to make sure that the commies are actually doing what they're saying they're doing. Because normally they're not. But it looks like. Colorado Children's Hospital has stopped transgender surgery. So good. That's fantastic. You got to make sure that you follow through and that they continue to, uh, you know, stop mutilating kids. So anyway. Uh, oh, and one other thing before we get into videos here. There's a new successor to Dr. Fauci. She's a lunatic. Uh, probably, she probably has a penis, but... She's a lunatic uh, and, of course, says there's consequences for spreading misinformation, even though this dumb whore has spread all sorts of misinformation about masks, the COVID-19 vaccine, all this ridiculous bullshit. So, I mean, this isn't surprising. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a dude. Look at this fucking guy. This is a guy. That is definitely a tranny. Man, it's like a tranny wears Waldo, okay, but like after a bender. That's a hell of a thing right there. Okay, let me actually let me read some of these super chats. We are taking super chats through Entropy, link in the description. We're also taking them through Streamlabs, uh, link in the description. And we're also taking uh, Rumble Rants. Uh, also, we are about 16 away from our goal uh, on Subscribestar. Uh, it's a combination of Subscribestar, uh, Rumble's membership option, and the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse which is on a uh, brief hiatus. While I'm down here, I took all the streaming equipment, so there's nothing he can do up there while he's up there. And it's definitely not because we're the same person. Anyway, uh, he has the bathhouse on his YouTube channel, The Soft Gentleman. Anyway, uh, if we hit the 125, or when we hit the 125, we're, he will release a book free to the audience called What a Bigot Would Say. And it's going to be all the different things you should definitely never say, what racial epithets you should never say, what combinations of racial epithets you should never say. And we're eventually gonna to try to get it published on uh, uh, Amazon in the diversity, equity, and inclusion section. So if that interests you, if you're interested in that book, uh, check out Subscribestar, link in the description, uh, or if you click the red subscribe button on Rumble or uh, on the soft gentleman's bathhouse. Mojack420 says, Hey, did you see the Patrick Bet David podcast episode 139 with the horse fucker Chank? It seems Chank's book is coming out next month. Um, I didn't, I, I've seen a bunch of it. I covered some of it last night. I have a clip. The first clip I think we're covering tonight is one of the clips that they uploaded. It was the longer one. Um, I, so far in what I've seen, I don't recall any firm date on the book so that would be news to me 
So it looks like Chank is claiming his book is going to be released next month. Interesting. I, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Hopefully, it, I mean, next month. I don't know if we'll get to 125 by next month. Even still, though, my period, well, not mine, his, the soft gentleman's period of time to write the book is two weeks. So regardless, two weeks will be three years or whatever it ends up being. If Chank actually releases his book next month, um, Soft Gentleman is going to write his in two weeks. All right. Very good. Let me uh, go to the next. Uh, let me go to Streamlabs for, uh, what is this, the fifth? We're now in the fifth. It was the fourth. Okay. All right. Let's see. What do we have here? A fourth. We got... Um, Oh, is this please do read? I think it says please do read, so I'm, I'm going to read what's written here. Set off stream, please do read. Okay. It says, if you have not seen the email I sent uh, to you under the subject name UFO picture from smartphone, accidental capture back in 2017, please look at it and show the pictures on stream from the attachment and if possible, respond to my message in the mail. All right, I'll, I'll check that out, and uh, I'll have to set that up for the next stream, but I'll have a look at that. All right, looks like we have possible UFO evidence. We'll have a, have a look. Aidsorific Agenstein says, Guys, guys, breaking news. Barack fantasized about fucking dudes, says a biographer. Least surprising news ever. More credence that Michelle is a tranny. Was Barack fucking the chef? Did the chef get jealous and had to be killed? The plot thickens. Yeah, now look, I mean, it's an interesting anecdote about Barack Obama being a homosexual. Um, but I, I, I feel like people are missing the forest for the trees. Barack Obama is married to a man, okay? Barack Obama fucks a man. Michelle Obama is a man. That would make him a homosexual. Now, fantasizing about having sex with men, you know, certainly it's very homo shit. Uh, but I would think the the taking the dick in the ass would be the, you know, that's a 10 out of 10 on the gay scale. Fantasizing about fucking another man is probably like an 8 or 9 out of 10. You know, it's up there. But, you know, we're talking uh, full-blown sodomy with uh, Bathhouse and Michelle. So, yeah, Michelle is absolutely a man. But it's pretty funny. Ratio Nelson says, please put this in rotation this evening and look at the comments before the rest of part two. TYT audience won't take the bait with Richie attacking Bentley. By the way, eat any fried gator yet. Yummy. Last time I was here, I did. Fried gator is very good. All right, I'll, I'll, ch I'll check that out. Yeah, a fried gator is fantastic. I had some. I mean, I probably will have some, but uh, I haven't had it since I was here last uh, Aidsorific Agenstein says, what do you think of the white debate thing between, excuse, white debate? What do you think of the wild, W-H-I-L-E? Oh, what do you think of the, oh, I think it's autocorrect raping. I think it's whole. What do you think of the whole debate thing between RFK and Max Blumenthal about the Jews in Palestine? It's interesting. I haven't seen a ton of it. Uh, RFK gargles the Israeli cock. Um, so that, that's, you know, that's an area, I think, of valid criticism. Um, and, yeah, I think Israel does fucked up shit. Uh, no, I think Hamas does fucked up shit, too. Uh, I, I usually piss both sides off with the Israel-Palestine thing, which I enjoy. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, like bulldozing people's houses, that's not, ex like, what's, well, can, how about you stop that? 
that's not really I don't care what the holy book says like that's fucked up you know you're just bulldozing people's houses that's uh, like what do you th that's gonna piss them off why would you do that uh, and also like Hamas shouldn't kill fucking Israeli citizens that's ridiculous too so anyway it's all interesting but um, yeah no RFK he uh, he's got some issues definitely um AIDS horrific Agenstein says total smash Savannah Hernandez posted some AI smoke shows on Twitter and said this AI stuff has to stop it's hilarious the smashes are getting bent out of shape about AI whores encroaching on their territory yeah I I um I think uh, I, I, f I forget who it was but there was a post about and I've seen people talk about this before I, I've also mentioned it that uh I think these AI whores are going to put the human whores out of business. And that's going to be great because then those whores are going to have to figure out a way to be useful. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a way that... You, you, here's the thing. Uh, if you're an attractive young whore and you're on the internet showing your tits, I have great news for you. All you have to do is to have value is to just do what you were designed or depending on which side of the aisle you're on <clears throat> all you have to do is embrace how you were designed or how you evolved okay these things are inborn in you the desire to be a homemaker and to have children and to take care of kids it's in you you don't have to do anything you don't have to go to college to learn about it it's in you okay so um, there you go. Now, I'm, I understand not every woman wants to do that. No problem. I don't think you should be forced. But if you had no pressure on women to do the career thing and you just let them choose on their own, I would bet you a majority of them wouldn't choose what we're currently facing right now. Um, but uh, now, with that said, e-whores, e a lot of them are fucking retarded. So there is a little bit that you need to do. Maybe kind of, you know, stop being such a vapid whore. Uh, that would be, you know, some, some ways that you can raise your value. But isn't that interesting? Attractive women in America are going to have to figure out ways to be valuable. Oh, this is going to be great because they're getting put out of business. And they can't fuck with the AI. The AI, man, these whores that the ai i I'll, I'll i would say so far it's a nine out of ten what the ai doesn't get right are the fingers and i'll tell you right now i don't give a shit about the fingers i would fuck a six to eight fingered whore i don't care i could care have you seen these women i would not give a shit you have eight fingers i don't give a shit about that P put your hands behind your back i don't give a fucking shit okay um <clears throat> the t the titties they get 10 out of 10. You ever get, you ever see the pictures, and it really depends on like what kind of yammers you like, but you ever see some of these pictures, they duplicate perfectly. Natural titties smashed up in a bra that's too small. That's a great look. That's one of my favorite looks. It's just, it's like, it's like you're wearing a bra two sizes too small. Your titties are all smashed up. That is a fantastic look. I'm a fan of smashed titties. Anyway, they get that down, okay? Um, uh, they also get down... Now, I'm not... I, I, like, I'm a, I like thicker women. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a prerequisite. 
uh, thin is fine, but like they got these women, the proportions are wild. They have giant tits. You can see their ribs and it's like, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's an impossible standard. It's not my standard. I have a realistic standard. My standard is completely realistic uh, because, you know, uh, what you're going to come across in real life, unless you have a lot of cocaine, uh, you're unlikely going to come across some shit like that. Even if it's putting AI aside, just talking about like the 1% of the 1%. I mean, you know, maybe I'm in, I'm in the wrong places or I have been in the wrong places. That's just generally not going to be. Even if you have a decent situation, you're not coming across that most likely. Uh, with that said, you can still come across some extraordinary things, but uh, usually it's going to be one thing or maybe two things, but not the whole package. Um, well, you could, I mean, yeah, it really depends. Anyway, so um, it's, it's, uh, it's a major threat. It's a major threat. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. So stop doing OnlyFans and figure out a way to be useful. And that's the thing. It's, you know how much easier it is, particularly for an attractive young woman, to figure out a way to be useful? By their nature, they're useful, even if they're vapid. Because our, our species depends on, uh, a, a main thing it depends on is, is young women procreating. So like you already have value, you just have to stop being a dumb whore. It's really a hell of a thing. Yeah, it's gonna be, I just hope some uh, quote unquote incel Whatever they label the incels, I hope those labeled incels uh, are the ones that come up with like the AI whores that put them out of business. That'll be quite an ending. That's a good ending to the story right there. That's, you wanna talk about ultimate revenge. Oh baby, oh baby. All right, Silky Johnson says, HB, since Alf is a long-nosed hairy alien that eats cats, do you think he's actually a hairy, long-nosed kike chink? Again, I'm quoting. In case you're not clear on the question, the question is, is Alf a hairy, in actuality, a hairy, long-nosed kike chink? Okay. But there's more to this. It says, uh, also, if Trump gets back in, we need to lobby to get you as press secretary. Though I don't know how you'd pick press whores without eyes. I, I see, I... I um, I would, I would just, uh, I, yeah, I would have it be Carrie Lake. I would, uh, I don't think I would be cut out to face the media because um, I, I, I would not have the pay, uh, there's no way I could not viciously insult them within five minutes. I, there's just no way. There's no way. I think uh, Carrie, Carrie Lake has skills that I don't. Carrie Lake, because you know Carrie Lake is cursing these motherfuckers out in her head. There is no question she is cursing these people out in her head. But she doesn't, she doesn't. But the thing is, she's not, she's not soft on him. She's just classy. I'm not classy. I, I, I don't have that ability. I can be, I can behave for like a little bit of time. You know, if we're at, a, at like a restaurant, you know, I act normal. I'm like, I act like a normal person. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not like an animal or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not going to be classy with these people. I'm going to call them pedophiles to their face. And then I'm going to explain how they're pedophiles and how I'd like to eat them all into the sun. That's, pri I mean, granted, that would be cathartic. And, I, and, I, and not just for me. But um, I think you want a little more, you want to class it up in there. You want, to, you want like a cutthroat killer that's very uh, classy and that is a total smash. And that's, 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 that's Carrie Lake. 
Although I would like for her to be VP. Um, now the first part of that, the ALF question, we're going to talk about the ALF question. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a hell of a thing right there. That's a, I mean, that's a, maybe. Huh. Well, if, but if ALF is part Jewish and, and part Chinese, then you're saying that the Jews and the Asians are actually aliens. That's a whole nother can of worms right there. Man. Okay, interesting. Michelle Kincaid says, The tranny banner is kind of tone deaf. Also, most likely this provider is probably part of a huge conglomerate of clinics all over Portland. Yeah, I, that, I, I, I get that impression. She may have a hard time finding a provider in her insurance network, too. Yeah, probably. They'll probably shut her out. Did you see the AJW Cedar debate? Thoughts? I saw the video uh, thumbnail in my feed. I am going to watch it. I have not seen it yet. Um, if I had to guess, my guess would be that AJW destroyed Sam Cedar. Did they talk about crime? Did they debate crime? I mean, you're not winning that debate against Sean. That's a hilarious... When I, whenever I hear people, they're like, oh, so-and-so is debating actual justice warrior on crime. Oh, really? Is that what's going to happen? Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. He is, uh, he is very good in that department. Really good uh, videos related to crime. And uh, so I imagine he destroys Sam Cedar. Uh, the only thing I guess I'm wondering is, are they cordial? I don't care if you're cordial. I just, you can destroy someone by being cordial. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it really depends. I, I think it, if you're going to go the cordial route, then I think uh, what I look for is, can you get the guy bent up in such a pretzel that he says the most insane shit possible? Because uh, I, I think there's something to be said um, for getting someone to completely embarrass themselves. And, um, I mean, I guess you could do that with insults, depending on their temperament. But Sam Cedar, I don't know if you're going to get him to embarrass himself with insults. Um, you know, I thought that uh, Tim Pull did a good job uh, against Sam Cedar a few years ago and, and got Sam Cedar on this thing about, like, advocating for concentration camps. That was hilarious. Um, okay, let's see here. Okay, I think those are uh, one second. All right, I, I will come back to that breaking news. Dick Master Flash says, Mr. Bastard, Trump is collecting indictments the way Shang Tsung collects souls, each one making him stronger. Do you think they'll go full Goldberg with the numbers? Like each week his undefeated streak jumped by 10 or 20, maybe full Holocaust number-wise? Um, well, I think that if S. Willis indicts him, that makes four. But I got to think that there's, there is a seditious uh, conspiracy indictment coming. Probably, well, of course, if you're going to do that and you want a conviction before the election, you should probably drop that now. See, that's what's weird about this indictment. They didn't do the sedition thing. And that's the only way that you have a shot to get them off the ballot. Um, and they're not doing it. So it's like, what is this? Is this, this is interesting. So I would think that's still in the back pocket. You still have the Bedminster bullshit in the back pocket. So you're looking at probably at least six to eight. <laughs> yeah, it's they're all hilarious. I find them all hilarious. Absolutely 
fucking hilarious, and I hope uh, I hope they indict him as many times as possible. Because because with each indictment, he mocks it more. I think he becomes more comfortable. He he's way more shit talky on this one than he was on the first one. Although he talked shit on the first one, um, and I, I'm seeing like as a great example. Okay. Scott Horton. Now, I like Scott Horton on, on war stuff, okay? I, I, I think he's good on, like, shit like Ukraine and, like, you know, uh, America being ridiculous with war shit. Um, he is definitely not a Trump guy, right? He is definitely not a Trump guy. And he posted the other day, uh, he reiterated, he's not a Trump guy. He has lots of criticism of Trump. He thinks Trump's bad. Okay, fine. Uh, he was like, this shit that they're doing to him makes him want to, just to spite the mainstream or the left or whoever you want to call these people, whatever you want to call these people. It, he, he's like debating on supporting Trump just as a middle finger. Okay. And he's, that's one person. So, and also there's talk and, and whether this plays out, I have no idea, but that there, there is talk at least um, that there's going to be an increase in the black vote because the way that they're like uh, going after him it's been said i don't know if this is true i'm not going to pretend to know if this is true but there's some sort of like thing there where it will cause black men particularly to vote for him that remains to be seen but even if you take out the racial component of any of this which there really shouldn't be one but uh um yeah, the, this you have a group of pedophiles, evil pedophiles that locked you down, tried to force you to wear masks, tried to inject you with poison, tried to coerce you into injecting your kid with poison, who hate this guy and are afraid of him more than anything we've ever seen in, in the country ever. I, I mean, maybe maybe there's something you can come up with. I mean, they, well, maybe JFK because they assassinated JFK. Uh, <clears throat> but... This group of evil pedophiles hates this guy and are frightened to death if he gets elected. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of incentive to join the middle finger. I'm a middle finger voter. I mean, I like Trump overall, but I'm definitely a middle finger voter. So uh, I get that, even if you don't like Trump. Uh, Like I said, I've always said, he he makes me laugh. I I think he's hilarious. I like the shit talking. Uh, I do have criticisms, okay? Um, I don't like the vaccine stuff, of course, uh, but um, yeah, biggest middle finger in political history, and this is quite the uh, uh, <laughs> this is quite the election. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. All right, let's get to a video here. So this was, I think, the uh, last one of uh, Cenk Uger uh, talking, greasy Cenk Uger talking to Patrick Bet David. And this is what establishment media does not understand about Donald Trump. Ha- yes, I think, ha- I think Hillary Clinton said two correct things in her life. <laughs> One of them was the deplorable line that everybody hates. No, that's totally true. In my opinion, half the Republican base is deplorable. And, and I think they are racist, bigots, sexist, etc. We could talk about So, again, none of that's real. Uh, who cares anyway? 
half, easily half, okay? But the other half- I'm definitely part of the bad half. I'm part of the bad half. I want to be with the bad half. That's 40 million people in America. Absolutely. You, not believe, even you believe that. A hundred percent. We can debate it. Okay, but hold on. Let me get to the other 40 million, okay? The other 36 million or so that voted for Trump, no, they're just angry that the establishment is screwing them. And they don't yeah. know how they're getting screwed. They that's exactly what Charlie Kirk said. Right. And that's they're what scorned. And, and, and they hate mainstream media. And they're right because mainstream media is a factory of lies. So they'll say, oh, the status quo is great. For who? Yeah, the billionaires who run those companies and the millionaires who are on air. Yes, for you guys, everything's hunky dory. But it's not great for when wages didn't go up for 45 straight years now because of inflation. They ironically went up a little bit. But for 45 years straight, wages did not go up. Okay, we have no health, universal health care in this country when every other developed, world, developed country in the world has it. We have no paid family leave. We send moms back to the assembly lines and coal mines the day after they deliver. So we have corporate rule in America. And chapter five is about the matrix. And that's mainstream media that lulls you back to sleep. Corporate power is awesome. Corporate rule is great. The lobbyists are innocent. The politicians, oh my God, they're such sweethearts. They're having ideological differences and they're having debates. No, they're not. They're getting checks and then doing exactly as they are told. And that's true of 99% of the Republican Party. And yes, 80% of the Democratic Party at least. Stop. The way you just said it was so funny. So. So 99% Republican Party, 80% the Democratic Party. Okay. Uh, can you pull up the, the chart that just came up? This one right here. Total spending of presidential campaign financing in the United States. They changed a law, I think, in 2019, 2020, that allowed corporate corporations to just open up their checkbooks. I'm sure you're familiar with this. Look at the kind of money we raise for presidential campaigns. From Carter, 197 million, to Reagan, 228 million, to Reagan again, 380, to uh, Bush Sr., 346, to uh, Clinton, 478, to Clinton again, 612, then it's Bush, 891, then it's uh, Obama, I think it's, what's that, 1.769 billion, 1.4 billion again, Obama, 1.529 million, Hil Hillary Trump, boom, $4 billion, whatever they could to get rid of Trump. They spend all the money in the world to get rid of this guy. They, they figured out ways to say, dude, if we can outspend that guy, because, you know, he, he, we can be controlled. So th this is the part where, for me, where we agree and where we disagree. This is, this is the part. Like, I had Ari Fleischer here. You know who Ari Fleischer yeah, is? And, yeah. and I'm like, you know, a couple of the decisions you guys made when you listen to the CIA, and the, I'm like, yeah. Why wouldn't you double verify this? You know, this is a big decision you're making to do this, to do that. Well, I don't know, but we could have done this and we could have done that. And we had Paul Manafort. I'm like, dude, lobbying. Why, why? It's the dirtiest thing out there. And he's like, well, I totally get it. But, you know, him and Roger Stone started the lobbying firm. I don't know what one of the most powerful lobby firms that they had together 90, 30 years ago, 40 years yep. ago. He said, well, the other, uh, other guy's going to do it. What are you going to do? Sit on the sidelines? Okay, valid point. But I like both sides not to do it, right? However, when you look at it now, and you see the kind of money that's being spent on the left for them to push their agendas over. You set aside this uh, lobby stuff out. You set aside corporations putting money in to who they buy. Like, you know, the joke about Koch brothers. Well, you know, he wakes up and says, what do I get for my birthday? Which president, right? Now it's more the left that's doing that. You got the Soros's. You got the Larry Fink and BlackRock without their ESG score and, you know, State Street and Vanguard. And that thing's becoming a reality where it's no longer about Democrat and Republican. It's truly becoming more about 
the establishment folks and the anti-establishment folks. 100%. And if we're talking anti-establishment, Jenk, you have to agree on this, bro. You have to agree on this. I know it's going to be tough for you to agree on this, but I, if you don't, give me everything you got, what I say right now. You can't say Trump is an establishment candidate. No, uh, but I can't say he's corrupt. So there's a huge difference. I don't explain. Okay, fair. Go for it. Okay, so Trump is not establishment. The establishment hates him. You're totally right about okay. that. Okay, and so which for guys like us, we like that, don't we? Yeah, but then you have to see. Okay, why do they hate him? Right, and so number one, he's unstable. So business can't interest, be controlled, and that's also true, though. Okay. That's also true. Okay. Well, no, he can't be controlled because he's so unstable and unhinged. Which right? is a strength, though. In a way, it is an edge you have against your enemy because your if the enemy feels they can't control you. Dude, we have to eliminate you if we can't control you. Well, okay, now let's talk about that, though. Okay. So now why do I still say he's super corrupt? And by the way, that stat, those stats you showed are in my book, okay? And I explain why. Once the Supreme Court, uh, activist judges on the Supreme Court, change the rules, they basically allowed for bribery, okay? They That's insane. They legalized bribery. You, you, I outline it perfectly clearly. And there was a, a guy from the Chamber of Commerce, Lewis Powell, who said we could just buy the Supreme... We, if we get on the Supreme Court, we could buy the whole country. Corporations just can outspend everyone, right? And so... And they did it. Nixon said, boom, you're on the Supreme Court. And they did it in Bellotti. They did it in Buckley v. Vallejo. They legalized bribery. Now, Trump had trouble getting money from normal corporate interests. And I agree, that's normally a good thing, right? So what did he do? He had to go make up the money. So he went and talked to Sheldon Adelson. So Sheldon Adelson is actually, before he passed away in 2021, largest political donor in history. Mm. He gave $100 million to Trump twice, to him and his PACs in 2016 and 2020. What did he get in return? He got charges. Uh, just real quick, there's a couple breaking news here from Show uh, Suginu. On the second one, I do not see a uh, link. So if you want to drop it in an email, hardnewsnetwork at gmail.com, or if you want to post it in Entropy. Corruption charges in China dismissed against them. To be fair, he's like the Soros of the right. He was like yes. the Soros of the right. Th that's Vegas, okay. casino, yeah. tycoon, yeah. Sure. pro-Israel. Yeah, he got everything. He's the guy who got the embassy moved. He's the mm -hmm. guy who it, it, repatriating taxes from abroad because most of his money is in Macau, China, because that's where most of his casinos Casino are. Casino business, yeah. And he got that tax that knocked down to 8%. So from 35% to 8%, he made billions off of Trump. And on top of getting rid of the corruption charges and the tax cuts and everything, just as a little tchotchke, Trump threw in Miriam Adelson getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom. His wife. His wife. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So Trump could easily be bought dude dude obama got a nobel prize a month after being a president just for what he was i know but that isn't yeah. about corruption that was just them being silly right oh right right see they're just being silly it's not corruption when they do it to to uh guys chank supports okay so so my like, point is for a dei score trump is yeah. perfectly corrupt and and can be bought it's just that Who's buying him I is the question. I don't. I don't know. So you read the port portion about Adelson sure. in my book. Sure. There's no question he did everything that Adelson asked him. And by the way, I say to the readers, are you sure you wouldn't if somebody funneled a hundred million dollars to you? Right. Just like when you were given the twenty million by the Katzenberg Group, you uh, immediately started singing the praises of George Soros, and you made two separate standalone videos defending the honor of George Soros. And then $200 million to you? I, I, I would. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Look, I, I've given up a lot of money to do the right thing in different... Uh, no, you haven't. That's totally made up. Por portions of my career. 
But I haven't seen a lot of other people do that. So, uh, so again, that's totally made up. Chank is bought and paid for. He's been bought and paid for. My point is that money is intoxicating. It corrupts Trump. It corrupts Biden. And and by the way, here, I'll go further. No, bro. But I'll, pa- I'll Patrick, push back on that when you're done. Okay. Go ahead. All right. One last yeah. thing about it. To me, though, look. At, let's look at the flip side yeah. of it. Mainstream media will tell you, oh, the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, when he takes a billion dollars from yeah. corporate interests, he's obviously corrupt. And look at it. He's working for the corporations, et cetera, right? But wait a minute. Nancy Pelosi also took a billion dollars. And almost all from the same donors. So why aren't you calling her corrupt? And everyone in mainstream media says, no, Nancy Pelosi's an angel. Right. And she's a master legislator. So when Mitch McConnell takes a billion dollars, he's a crook. But when Nancy Pelosi takes a billion dollars, she's an angel? No, they're all crooks. That's why we have Feinstein drooling. I'm sorry, but it's a reality. In the Senate, Mitch McConnell freezes. He's like, they're all 90 years old. Why? Because corporations know they get a great return on investment from those people. No question. We're on the same page there, just so you know. But but here's here's how I uh, uh, gauge who can be bribed and who can't be bribed, okay? So most of the time, you know, like uh, uh, this, this Leon Black story. I don't know if you saw the Leon Black story with Epstein where, you know, he paid Epstein $158 million for consulting fees and estate oh, planning yeah, fees yeah, yeah, over yeah. a five-year period. And sure, what do you mean, yeah. $158 million <laughs> for you know, those fees? And then story comes out about a 16-year-old girl who was autistic. And, you know, oh, so, so Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, this story came out. It's pretty wild. So you hear stories like this, and you're like, okay, he was bought. Then, then you watch this video from, and you'll see where I'm going with this. Can you pull up the video clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, I don't know if you have it or not. I, I almost, I almost don't. I'll play this clip here in a minute because I don't want to confuse the two clips. I'll come back to it where, you know, the point is being some people flip their position suddenly where you're like, why? You, you would have never said that. Why are you saying it now? What happened to you? At least with you, where you're at, some people are saying, what are you doing, bro? Why are you not like, making a couple adjustments, you know, like, but you're like, no, this is all I'm going to talk about, and da-da-da-da-da. Great. So you're not controlled. People may not agree with you, but you don't come across as a guy that's controlled, right? They don't have 100%. to like you, but you don't come across as a guy. Now, some will say, well, you took money from Soros in the past. They'll say I all didn't, the cr- by the all way. All I'm saying to you is yeah. well, they'll say that that's happened, all that stuff. But to me, you're unhinged, you're not controlled, and they don't like people like you, and I totally get it. You could make a couple adjustments to increase your business affairs, but that's to you. You've chosen the, play, the route that you're playing. When I watch a Trump and I watch some of these guys, I'm like, okay, that guy, you can win him over. Just introduce him to a couple of girls. He's good. Mm-hmm. Easiest way to win guys over, right? Yeah. It's typically guys that don't get a lot of play and they're not good with words. They're not good with the ladies. You know, hey, go do X, Y, Z to him, and he's going to fall for it at a bar. Boom. Hey, here's the clip we got from the room with you. Guess what? Da-da-da-da-da. can happen to anybody, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So girls is one of the ways of doing it. Attention is another way of doing it. Fame is another way of doing it. You know, money is another way of doing it. Guess what? Trump has had it all. He's had all the girls. One too many sometimes, okay? Some that he was single. Some that he wasn't single. He's had all the money. He's been to all the parties. He's got all the letters from all the most powerful people in the world telling them how much they love him. Alec Baldwin, no one ever treated me like this. Oprah Winfrey, you know that book he wrote about all the letters that others wrote for him that now they hate him. Chuck Chuck Schumer used to love me. He used to love me when this, this, that, you know, that whole talk that he gave. And he's right about that part. Yeah, so, but the point is, he's had the girls. He's had the fame. He's had the properties. He's been to the parties. He's had the money. 
How the hell are you going to – like, does he want to be – if he's worth $2.5 billion right now. He's not. Let's just say he's worth – well, he's not. He's a total loser. He's almost bankrupt. Well, okay. So you can say that, and that's – Just real quick, uh, show Sugino. I got the first one. I, I don't have the, uh, the Lotus Eaters one. Fine. But you can't say it, he's a loser. But, but, total I mean, loser. But if you say he's bankrupt, you can say that yeah. can be your opinion. But, but the last 60 years, the last 50 years, proves you wrong. Okay. It doesn't. It proves me right. 15 years Apprentice was number one. How the hell are you that entertaining to be number one for 15 years, right? Uh -huh. You know, uh, uh, financially, real estate properties, when you think about a real estate name brand, you think about one name. You don't think about 50 different names. You think about a guy that's been able to brand himself, you think about Trump. Now, are you going to buy Trump's steak? Probably not. But are you going to buy... <laughs> neither did anybody yeah, else. Neither did another, <laughs> but, but the point is, he's had great victories. He's got kids that are doing well for themselves. He's got a daughter that, you know, has done. Biden. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that was a different yeah. angle you took. But, yeah. but, but, but where I'm going with this is that's the part where I feel they can't stand the guy because they cannot control him. So for me, when I see, you know, what's going on with them wanting to get rid of this guy, and you're like, look, the big donors don't want to give him money. Look how much money he got. No, he can't raise any money. Nobody wants to give him any money. I look at this stuff. Yeah, but the people that are raising money are the people that are not being trusted because they're part of the establishment, left or right, a lot of people are saying. So this is why guys like RFK are getting some momentum. This is why guys like Vivek are getting some momentum. Because Vivek's got his own money. RFK's coming out doing some grassroots stuff. So what are your thoughts on this with Trump? Yeah. So first of all, with Trump, look, the guy's got A, insatiable greed. So I don't buy that, oh, he's had enough. He's never had enough, okay? Number two, he's a natural-born loser. He's lost at everything except two things. Obviously, he won the presidency in 2016. Yeah, he lost the popular vote, but and Democrats cry about that. And they should. The Electoral College is terrible. It's a disaster. But he won the Electoral College. He won it, right? So you give him that for sure. And he's great at marketing. Just blah, 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 Trump, 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 Trump. And Democrats don't get it. They're such knuckleheads. They're like, oh, if we have an accomplishment, we should whisper about it on NPR. No, you should scream at the top of your lungs like Trump does. But having said that, bankrupt six times, got clowned in 2020, and he's been crying about it ever since like a little spoiled brat. He had to have his dad get him into the schools that he got into. He hides his grades from high school and college. Because uh, What about Obama's grades that he hid? How about those, fucker? He's a loser. He's a spoiled little baby. He blew $413 million from his dad. Blew it all. Then he got $400 million from Apprentice. Why was that successful? So again, this is just totally made up. He, he gets pissed at himself because he went through the Katzenberg money uh, so quickly. It had nothing to show for it. So he takes his, uh, his insecurities out on Trump, apparently. Because of the producers. I know the producers on that show. They had to treat him like a baby. Hey, baby, come here. Baby, say yeah, this. The same okay. producers have done shows that flopped. Yeah, you know, no, hard but they were also keep... the same producers who did other it number one hits. It is so hard to keep a number one hit show for okay, 15 but, years. Okay, but if you want to say Trump yeah. is entertaining, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's pretty good at marketing, right? And he says these terrible things, but, but people laugh, right? And I get it. And you know his giant strength that people don't talk about, and, and no one in mainstream media acknowledges this, he doesn't look fake. I think he's a con man, and he's been a con man his whole life, but he looks authentic because he doesn't go off a prompter. And you think, well, that's a real guy. He's saying crazy crap that nobody else would say. And all the other 
politicians look like actors. They, they're robots. They come out. Like Pete Buttigieg came out from a factory. Everybody knows that, yeah. right? Gavin Newsom. But also DeSantis and McConnell. They're all robots. They come in, I will do this. I have been told by my donors this is great policy, right? And so he has the feelings of authenticity. But if you look at his records, like you say, great in real estate, he's awful in real estate. In Atlantic City, he built three casinos. <coughs> Everybody said... You're going to cannibalize it, you moron, your own business. And you know, one of his top assistants says he just likes his name and lights. So he'd like to see Trump, Trump, Trump in Atlantic City, and he bankrupted all three because he sucks Jank, at you're business. A, you're, you're, you, you think you're good in business? Yes. You think you're good in business? <laughs> yes. Jank. Dude, first of all, Patrick Bet David, from what I understand, is really good at business. Okay, Cenk Uger is not good at business. He's terrible at business. Yes, seriously, 100%. Okay, so when's your birthday, by the way? What month's your birthday? Let me see. March. It, March 30, 21st. So, okay, yeah. you're, Pis you're Pisces. Aries, beginning of Aries. Oh, you made it to Aries. Yes. Interesting. My dad's in Aries. I get along with Aries. Okay, so uh, he's on April 10th. You're March. So you barely are in Aries, though, by one day, uh, right? Beginning of uh, the Interesting. Yeah, spring. Okay. You yeah, made the cut, like, yeah, yeah, you made cool. it. So, 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 okay, bro, when you say that... You know, for me, I feel like if there's anybody that would be like a pro-Trump guy in a confusing way would be you, okay? I know this is like, this guy's lost his mind. You have no clue who the F I am. Are you crazy? There's no way. <laughs> because um, in business, you know, do you have a perfect record with business? No. Do I have a perfect record with business? No. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. But... You know, uh, has Trump taken it to certain levels that his dad didn't take it? Yeah, that's not easy to do. His dad wasn't as famous as this guy got. It's a very hard work to do that. There's a lot of kids that are spoiled kids from a rich father who don't do shit with the money, and they become crack addicts, and they become drug addicts, and they hire prostitutes all the time, and they go try to sell their laptops at different places, and they, you know, yeah. I'm not saying about anybody <laughs> specific, but this happens seems every like once. saying it about someone. No, no, specific. I mean, this kind of stuff yeah. does happen every once in a while, right? <laughs> there, there is, there's, there's stories like that that you hear about. It's like, oh, okay, this guy's going to make it. This guy's not going to make it. So there is something about him. One can say John F. Kennedy became a president because of his father, Joseph Kennedy, because I a, okay, fine. And Joseph Kennedy became successful because his dad had all this money from, okay, fine, okay? There's some of it that's got to go to the credit of the individual. Perfect. So if I listened to you and I didn't know who you were, okay, and I just came to America and I've heard about this Trump guy and I've heard about the Biden guy and I'm listening to you, I would say that guy is angry at Trump for what reason? He's either envious of Trump, he's angry with him because he sounds personal, he doesn't sound like he's being reasonable. Yeah, that's exactly correct. He sounds he's being personal yeah. when he's attacking Trump. And I, I think he loses credibility a little bit for taking the angle that he does. Because you're coming from a place of saying this guy got this much money and he became rich because of this and he's a loser, he's a this. The guy was on Oprah Winfrey, 1988. And Oprah Winfrey says, so hey... Uh, you sound like somebody that's going to, you've seen this, you sound like somebody that's going to run for office one day. No, no. Well, do you have any plans? No, but if I ever did, I would win. Who the hell says that? That's like a Babe Ruth call. You know, when you say, I'm going to hit the home run, you point the finger and you hit it. His book crushed it. His show crushed it. He crushed it in New York going up against all these other guys. He's done good with women. He's done good with his kids. He became a president. I don't know. Love him or hate him. I don't have a relationship with them. So there is not like a, 
I'm defending this guy. I'm doing it. We're in Florida because of DeSantis. We came here because all of a sudden DeSantis, I'm watching him market. I'm like, dude, you're not even out there doing your part marketing. Finally, he's getting to it, and now everybody's asking a question that they shouldn't be asking you, which is what? Why are you so down on the polls? Can you make a comeback? You should have never allowed these people to ask that question if you would have played offense earlier. But when you see a winner and complicated individual, a misunderstood individual, I don't know how many people you're going to put on the list as Trump. In, in the history of America, by the way, whether you love this guy or hate this guy, it's kind of tough to, you know, uh, demonize the guy's resume. And no, I know you like no, to do this, but no. it's kind of tough to do it. Not remotely tough. You think so? So, Pat, look, I'm giving you nuanced answers. I'm... Uh, you're giving him total bullshit answers. Telling you that he's anti-establishment in some ways, sure. and that's part yeah. of his appeal. Right. I'm telling you he's good at marketing, and almost everything you're saying is he's good at marketing. He was good on TV. He was good at marketing his book. He went on Oprah. It's marketing, marketing, marketing. No, you said he wanted two things, and what I did is I showed his resume that's more than two things. It's, it's a bunch of different things that he wanted. That was my defense to you saying he only wanted two things, right. not the marketing so, side. Pat, imagine, yeah. imagine mm -hmm. if your dad gave you $413 million. You Which know, we don't we don't know that's the number, but okay. you're saying four hundred thirteen million. Yeah, New York Times says this was four hundred thirteen. Uh, New York million. Times also said science. Is, New York uh, Times. Know, <laughs> I have to take the New York Times has also lied about me. I understand. Yeah. Okay, but. But his dad was enormously wealthy. There's and no question about it. Enormous fortune, yeah, and which he lost. Four thirteen by today's standards, or what was it back then? What was the actual? Fourteen million it, I, is, is okay, the number you hear like, about. No, 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 no way. It's it's look. I forget. I think it's by today's standards, but I'm not positive. Yeah, it okay, could have been four thirteen. But it's not back fourteen then. to four hundred and thirteen. That's not how inflation works. So, but Pat, if they gave it to you, you'd probably be worth four billion by now. I don't know okay? about that. Come I don't on, know. No, it's I, such an enormous Cenk, advantage. Do you have kids? Jenk, do you have kids? Yes. What are you talking about, bro? Let me let me unpack this for you. So one of the hardest things to do is to be the pastor's kid. Are you are you kidding me? Like the pastor's kid is like, so you gotta be a virgin till you get married. I'm gonna go freaking smoke weed, dude. I'm so <laughs> sick and tired of this pressure. What are you, are you gonna be this? No, I'm not, bro. I just I remember we're at a church. We're going to the church. The pastor's son, you ready for this? This is a pastor loved by so many people. His son gets arrested across the street from the church with a crew of players taking stuff from Best Buy. And the pastor's going to come on Sunday and preach in front of 20,000 members. So the point I'm trying to make to you is nobody wants to be Michael Jordan's kids. Nobody wants to be Brady's kids. The level of pressure and scrutiny of wanting to do that. Trust me, I understand the level of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, influence and additional cards and stuff that you can get. But we did a, we did a, a research on uh, uh, a generational wealth. I got kids and I'm trying to see how do I set it up for my kids to get my wealth without them being spoiled. Okay, so it's something that's yeah. important to me. I kind of want to figure out. I'm in a community. A couple families do it right. So I said, let me go on and study this to see how to do it right. Vanderbilt's. Do you know how long the wealth lasted? This guy was the richest man in the world giving money back to the country. You know how much, how, how many generations money lasted? Usually, two generations. It's usually, it's always two the generations. Only gener the only wealth that lasted seven generations, the Medici. Medici lasted seven generations. It's the only one. Every other one is two, three. Rockefeller's still on four right now. They're not even on five, six, seven. So, so the notion when you're saying, like, if you, you would have had a head start. Bro, a lot of people, you give them money, they become spoiled little brats. I had a guy I interviewed who lives in Seattle. You know what his job was? He managed the Templeton family, 16 grandkids. You know what his job was? His job was 
He was the guy dealing with billionaire families. And the reason why Seattle, you know why Seattle, Amazon, Microsoft, all those guys, all these, there's all these billionaires and guys that are worth $100 million that no one knows who they are. He's worth $28 million, $148 million, $300 million. Yes, sir. They're kids, drug addicts. He says, my biggest job with these guys was to make sure they didn't do drugs. They didn't do alcohol. But the, you know what the biggest problem with me was? He says, what's that? They typically came to me too late. They came to me too late that I couldn't do anything about it. Dude, this guy's never drank alcohol. He's never done drugs. He doesn't do that. I mean, that kind of stuff to come from that amount of opportunity to screw up, dude, that's not easy to do. Six bankruptcies. I mean, just when you run, when you. No, look, people make mistakes in business. If you're not making mistakes, you're not really a businessman. Like, there's no question. I get it, right? And I'd cut him a, a lot of. I'd cut any business person a lot of slack for. You got a bankruptcy. You got two bankruptcies. It happens, brother. Six. He's never had a successful business. Trump stakes, Trump water, Trump uh, <laughs> casinos. You can't name Yes, Donald Trump has never had a successful business. A successful uh, business. He, ran, he bought an airplane uh, company. Instant, he put gold seats in an in a economy uh, uh, airline and immediately went bankrupt. He's terrible at business. But look, if you say it's personal, well, number one, it isn't because I'm giving you nuance on both sides. Okay. Uh, that's not true. That's totally made up. Okay. But having said that, look, it got personal when he uh, lost the election in 2020 and said, ah, screw it, I'm gonna try a coup. I'm gonna- uh, So again, that's, so now what you're making clear is that your personal beef with him is totally based on something made up. He did not try to do a coup, that's ridiculous. Do these fake electors scheme, I'm gonna try to rob America of its democracy. Again, totally made up, total projection just so I can stay in power. Screw that guy. And if any of you are voting for that guy who's totally un-American, who betrayed this country. <laughs> he thinks that shit's gonna work with these guys. <laughs> you're nuts and he won't ever leave office. He's a wannabe dictator. Piece of shit fucker. That's what you said the last time and he did leave office. He always praises dictators, whether it's Xi in China, whether it's Kim Jong-un in North Korea, Putin. He's always saying, oh, they get all the applause when they walk in. No one is allowed to disagree with them. And then freedom, freedom, my ass. He hates freedom. He wants to take away everyone's freedom so that all the power goes to him. Okay? So, no. Pat, look, you, so you can I'm not laughing at you. It's entertaining. No, no, no. You should be laughing at him. You need to be harder on him. Any what you're saying. And, and, and it's I, 100% I true. I, I can see. Okay, so let me ask you a different question. Who do you trust more, him or Biden? I don't trust either one of them. It's okay, not about trust. Fair. Okay, so, so, so who, do you, who do you see more? If your choices are the two guys right now, are you going to sit this one out? Oh, no way. I'm going to vote Biden. Because, okay, so, because I want another election. I don't want I don't. Okay. If you put Trump back in yeah. charge, there's at least a 50% chance we're never going to have another so, election. So let me ask you this other question. Again, this is all just total projection. What a dishonest fucker. To, to the people who, when Hillary lost, you've seen that clip when Hillary lost. It's, the, it's one of the greatest... Uh, Bill Burr said it best when he was on Conan O'Brien. He says, look, man, forget about the, the uh, Olympics, Russia, U.S., forget about, you know, the home run, forget about this. He says, dude, this guy beat Hillary Clinton. It's like the people lost their minds, right? What did Hillary Clinton do for four years? You know what she did. She went around campaigning around what? Russia they stole the election. They stole the election. They stole the election. They, and we... What do you mean before, Pat? Before she was doing it with all that bullshit. Yeah. No, but, but they didn't say that she, he physically stole the election. There's a giant, giant difference. Saying, oh, boo-hoo, which he did. What, what do you mean? What the hell are you talking about? 
of like, oh, my, the Russians in, in, interfered in the election, which, by the way, they did, but not enough to make the difference. Uh, total lie. Total lie. Okay. But that's just crying after your loss. What? Whereas Donald Trump, no, had a scheme of fake electors. No, he didn't, retard. It's completely constitutional. You're a moron. You're a total moron. Yeah. To do a goddamn okay. coup. So I got a follow-up. Hillary did then. not and do she that. Did I can see Hillary. And she uh, that's a total lie. She had a, an elector scheme as well. And her elector scheme was not illegal either. Um, now, granted, if you wanted to arrest all these people as a payback, I would have no problem with that because I've had enough. But um, what they tried to do was legal uh, and what Trump tried to do was legal. She did oh, actually but, concede. Wait, wait, hold on. She conceded. So, well, here's here's my question, Jenk. So let's say you are Trump. You're you're you you legitimately win the election. You Except, fight. You oh, fight. Oh, hold on. Hold don't on. Don't use the word legitimately. Time out. Yeah. Time out. You mm -hmm. won in 2016. You find out all these years later with the Durham report and all that shit that not only did Hillary help set up lawyers, the dossier, everything. How can you blame somebody for not trusting the FBI or the elect everything in 2012? That's a good question. That's I good wouldn't question. trust. Any I wouldn't. Can I answer? Yeah, I wouldn't trust anybody. Okay, so look, when he asked for a recount, I said hell yeah. When he asked for a hand recount, I said hell yeah. Why? Progressives have been. So you're a liar. Uh, they wanted a signature audit, and you were against that. So you're a piece of shit. Asking to verify elections for decades now. Right? Bullshit. But when uh, some Bernie supporters back in 2016 said, oh, no, Hillary stole the election from Bernie in the primaries, I said, look, when you're talking about how they set up the debates, how they funneled uh, money from the donors through the state yeah. uh, Democratic parties, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay, But if you're talking about evidence of rigged elections, you have to come with frickin' evidence. And our side didn't. So I oh, said, bullshit. no, I don't care how angry you get at me. Hillary Clinton did not steal the votes in those in those elections in the primary in 2016. So when you get to Trump, did if he says, hey, I want to recount, great. But they did. They recounted three times. <clears throat> they did hand recounts. Again, they did not do audits. You're a fucking lying piece of shit. Then they went to court 60 times. And guys, this is definitive. Uh, no, it's not. He couldn't present one piece of evidence. He so that's totally made up. These were all uh, uh, kicked out on standing. They didn't go over any evidence. He's totally lying. He had 60 shots at it. You know why he couldn't present one piece of evidence? Because there is no evidence. So again, a, a, a lie as preposterous as the vaccine being safe and effective, as masks working, as Russia hacking the DNC. There is no evidence and he knows it. He again, total made up lie. Made it up from day one. Again, that is, that is a laughable lie. He's a giant liar. He's always been a pathological liar. And he came in and was like, oh, I don't like losing. I don't like losing. I don't like it. Oh, I think they stole it. They made up 7 million votes. Hugo Chavez, they blamed the Kraken. Again, all, uh, bullshit. These insane donkeys or mules or whatever the hell. Get out of here. Hey, all of MAGA, show me one piece of evidence. So again, there's been plenty of people that have been uh, showing the evidence. You ignore all of it and you won't engage them. And unfortunately, sad part here is it seems like they're on a show where these guys have no idea about any of it, which is unfortunate. In court, not BS. Oh, I said it on TV, doesn't that count? No, all you ever do is lie on TV. All the politicians lie on TV. Go to court, show the evidence. I'm right, so, what he, so, so he's doing a Pac-Man here. He will only accept evidence that is ruled on in a court of law. Okay, so it, it's total. Look, this is bullshit. He's and he's getting away with a lot of bullshit here, unfortunately.
Until then, shut up and stop trying to steal elections and stop hate. Well, no, I think what I'd like to see is you people like you put in prison. I'm not really, I don't care about any of this other shit anymore. I want righteous retribution against people like you. Now, I know that's not going to happen or it's unlikely to happen. But you never know. You never know. You better hope he doesn't win. I'll tell you that. That's why I think they're nervous about this. America. America is about elections. It's about democracy. So, uh, again, total projection. They're the ones stealing elections. They're the ones coercing people into taking the most dangerous vaccine in history. That's why I think they belong in prison. Cenk Uger belongs in prison. So, by the way, you know, I will say this to you if you could. Uh, uh, I will say this to you. So you're right when it comes down to uh, if you think the other person is guilty, show the proof and go through it. That's, That's the it. whole thing with innocent until proven guilty. Totally get it. But, bro, mainstream media ran for three and a half years that Trump, Russia, all that stuff. I'm not saying you. I'm saying mainstream media ran against them three and a half years every day. This guy thought Russia got him elected. I mean, people that we know, smart guys. But, that, brother, mainstream media hates progressives. They've destroyed our movement. I'm not, so I'm not, am I I'm saying, not, oh, I, we won the election? But, but, no. I, but I said to you, I said, in, not, in, not you. I right. said, not you. I said, mainstream media. But okay. my point is, Pat, you got to play the uh, playing field. That's true for me. That's true for Trump. Sure. Right? So, yes, mainstream media hates him. Yes, they did propaganda, propaganda against him yeah. for three and a half yeah. years. But that's the playing field, right? Totally get it. No, it's totally fine. They have the edge. Listen, Republicans, if they want to have that, go buy some Repub go buy some uh, media companies and compete directly. Yeah. Musk is buying Twitter. Great. Go at it. Play your game if you're going to do what you're going to do. And Murdoch influences elections more than anyone else. Murdoch yeah. is right now more at a whole different place. He's no longer. He's not yeah, a team Trump guy. Anymore, you know that, bro. He's not. But where I was going to this, the following. Okay. So f the part for me that got confusing was the following. Okay. Do you remember during COVID, uh, I had a lady named Judy Mikovits on who used to work with uh, uh, Fauci in the 1980s with the AIDS thing. Oh, my God. It was like, boom, 2 million views taken down. Short clip, strike, strike. What? Okay, let's interview this other guy. Boom. Strike, strike. Okay. All right. Boom. Strike. They took like 40 of our videos down during COVID. And we kept doing the interviews, and we were not like, well, this is 5G. Remember the whole 5G thing? Like, it, that fizzled out very quickly. Everybody thought it was a 5G. But there was a community that was like, well, this is what's going on. Here's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Okay, cool. You know, we're like, all right, let's kind of take a look at to see what's going on. Election claims. Yeah, this is what they did. You know, the drop and da ba 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 Okay. Yeah, election fraud has been going on for a long time. Okay, this ain't anything new. It was something known for Democrats that would do a lot with John F. Kennedy, Dewey, all this stuff. And it's been going on for many, many years. Great. Okay, they're doing that. But if you put up any clips disputing it, guess what? You were getting strikes, and they were taking those videos down. Then two, three months ago, YouTube comes out and saying, moving forward, we're no longer taking those videos down. They can stay up, okay? Why would YouTube do that? Why would YouTube not allow it for two and a half years and all of a sudden YouTube, can you pull up that clip on YouTube, change our guidelines on election claim or whatever? Like, now moving forward, we're not going to take it down and we're changing our guidelines for it. So I'm not saying one or the other, but did YouTube behind closed doors, are they worried about a Twitter files coming out? Are they worried about, yeah, YouTube changes policy to allow false claims about past U.S. presidential elections. YouTube will stop removing content that falsely claims the 2020 election or other past U.S. presidential elections were marred by widespread fraud, errors, or glitches. The platform announced Friday. This is what, AP News? Less than two months ago. It's exactly two months ago, you know, is when they put it up. Why would they do that?
I, I have a good theory. I, I'm curious. I want to hear your theory why they would do yeah, that. Yeah, because now every Republican believes it. Like eight out of ten Republicans believe it. So what are they going to do, ban every Republican? So I think they got to a point where they're like, we give up. Uh, every right winger believes this nonsense that's totally made up. So we can't ban all. Again, total bullshit. All the right wingers. So we just got to let them say it. How much of it is, well, you know, these guys on Rumble are kind of picking up some Not steam. Not really. Rumble no? sucks. It's got no steam at all. Okay. So, again, Cenk Uger, totally clueless. It's unfortunate that, like, uh, he just got away with a ton of lies. I wish this is one of the areas uh, that I wish they were better at. Uh, they just really, they're just not, I, I guess they've never, I don't know. I mean, I think that the media did do a good job and the social media companies did a good job of burying the hearings. Um, I, it seems like they, they didn't, they didn't know it about any of the hearings. There were multiple hearings in different states where they went over evidence. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It is a major area of weakness. Um, they're not, they don't go the Tim Pool route where Tim Pool um, claims that it was completely, uh, uh, there was zero evidence of, uh, what, what's that bullshit phrase? No widespread fraud that affected the outcome of the election. Um, it's, it's not, I think they are open to the possibility, but they just, you know, it's just not, there's no one there that's, I guess, looked into it. I don't know. It's unfortunate. Steven Crowder's career is dead. Everybody who's on Rumble's dead. Okay, so just to give you a glimpse into how delusional Chank Uger is, he thinks that Steven Crowder's career is over and that Rumble is dead. That's fucking hilarious. Steven Crowder's career is dead. Of course, he went to Rumble. Three people watch there. Three people watch at Rumble. That's a terrible mistake. He should have taken the Daily Wire deal. I forget politics, right? Daily Wire offers him $50 million. He could have stayed on YouTube. He would have been relevant and had more money. It was a disastrous decision by him. Look, I'm happy to be wrong. If it turns out Rumble mm -hmm. does great going forward, I'll come back and say I was wrong. But I, I'm... No, you won't. You never do that. Tell you, top guys on Rumble, Rumble right God. now. Obviously, Fresh and Fit is on there. Sneako's on there. Not that I mean, they're in look, the political you'll find two or three people who are getting views. Like, oh, I, they're being nice to him. Uh, I, and, you know, you can be nice to whoever you want. But this guy just sat in front of you and lied his ass off to your face. No. But on YouTube, the whole world is getting views. Right. Uh, YouTube has taken over the planet. And that's part of why they're doing this, because they're like, what are we going to do? Not allow any right wingers on YouTube? But if you guys say they're a little worried about competition, fair, no problem. I'm sure they considered that their business. People. So we got two theories so far. Your theory is eight out of 10 Republicans believe the election was fraud. So that's like, hey, let's not lose a Republican. Republicans buy shoes as well. That's kind of like your angle where you're taking. You're saying Rumble's giving them competition. Maybe that's it. Maybe let's add Twitter in it, because Twitter's eventually going to be doing videos. So I think actually Twitter's a bigger fear to YouTube than Rumble is. Probably. No matter how much they trash Twitter. Twitter, I think Twitter's going to eventually figure it out. I don't think Elon's, Elon's a guy that gives up easily. It's called he, X now. That's how, that's how I, little respect. I, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to say I'm going to yeah. X, uh, uh, go read my X. I just exceeded something. It's kind of weird, right? So, but I we'll adjust to it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll adjust to it. But to me, that was kind of weird when they did that. And, and, you know, my other theory was maybe, you know, the whole, like I said earlier, Twitter files information came out. How many people on the uh, Fauci side were you know, embarrassed on what's going on. Even Rand Paul came out here and announces official criminal referral Fauci COVID is a lie. Uh, page 11. I'll read this story here, Rob, if you want to pull it up. Senator Rand Paul made an official criminal referral to the Department of Justice accusing Dr. Anthony Fauci of perjury, 
uh, uh, perjury, perjury uh, during this testimony about COVID-19 and funding gain-of-function research in China's Wuhan lab. Paul called for an investigation into Fauci's uh, knowledge of dangerous virus research. Fauci, Fauci faced criticism after release emails revealed he knew about gain-of-function research in Wuhan lab. Despite denying it during previous testimony, the Government uh, uh, Accountability Office confirmed Wuhan Institute of Virology and Wuhan University received NIH funding for coronavirus research. The debate over COVID-19 origin continues with some officials uh, suspecting a lab leak theory due to the Wuhan lab's location and research history, while other, others support a natural spillover event uh, uh, from animals. So are they afraid that maybe a YouTube files is going to come out and they're going to show behind closed doors communication with Fauci about not allowing those types of videos to be shown? I don't know. Are, they, uh, are Twitter, YouTube files going to come out, email saying, hey, you can't let them show these clips about, you know, what they're doing with the election and what happened to it and those videos with this mules and all this stuff. You can't let them. Those guys got to be taken down. This is creating too much momentum. Maybe. Could it be that uh, they uh, were afraid for maybe additional stuff to come out with communication with Biden? I don't know. Like, I remember when they changed. One of my favorite things about YouTube, I don't know if you like this or not, I loved it, when you could give a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love the thumbs down yeah. thing because I'm like, we would do a video. I'm like, damn, I thought this was a good video. They hated this video. You know, you know the ratios was so bad with thumbs down. To yeah, I would give this video a thumbs down if I'm being completely frank. Very weak. Very weak. Uh, I think it's the first... Let me think. Yeah, this is probably the first Patrick Bet David video that I've seen where I would argue this was weak. Very weak on the election. Like, not good. Not good. To thumbs up. Biden's videos. I don't know if you remember this, okay? Dude, when he was campaigning, it was like 28,000 likes, 600,000 dislikes. Yeah, it was bad. Like, every video's <laughs> like it was bad. to dislike ratio was astronomical. It got so bad and out of no... You know, it's funny. I think Joe Rogan is probably the best big platform on elections right now. Because it, based on when... And he was talking to Patrick Bet David, I think. And based on that, um, it, it seems like he, he's been doing some reading, particularly when it comes to Arizona. So good for him. Because, you know, the, if they get away with this, part of it is because they successfully buried what they did. And the way that they did that is they would censor and then it gets like even uh, shows that are halfway decent like this one. They, you know, they missed it. They they apparently missed all of it. So that's just, uh, you know, they were effective. The the establishment was in burying uh, what they did. Where during election they said uh, due to mental and anxiety for kids, we're going to get rid of thumbs down yeah mm -hmm. so feelings yeah. over logic yeah. so wow. you, you know some of this stuff maybe for me where youtube is sitting there saying twitter's becoming real competition we the last thing we want is the government to start investigating some of our emails on what we did and what if this stuff leaks yeah. that could and, be a theory and check, if, if we're going to talk about cheating the fbi working with the white house and or, or just do to, to censor stories and don't put out you know the, the how many was it 80 percent of voters or, or 75 were like if we knew about the hunter biden laptop and what biden everything that's coming out right now we wouldn't have voted for him that's if we're going to talk about interference and cheating the guy that's sitting in right now and i know you're not a, you're not a fan nope i don't think anybody at this point is but that is hands down cheating with with the department of justice and now it's, it's like eh, nobody 
Nobody really cares. But I mean, look, you can make the same argument for if James Comey hadn't come out with the Anthony Weiner laptop, Hillary Clinton. Well, again, there was actual criminality with that retard. And wins, right? And so did they rig the election in favor of Donald Trump the first time around? So there's a ton of factors that go into an election. In terms of YouTube, uh, I think they mainly took it away for like political correctness slash mental health reasons, et cetera. When I'm, but I don't mean it for Biden. I mean it like kids these days are very upset if anyone does a thumbs Who down. Who cares? Right? They need that. No, because they care about kids because that's a huge, huge part of their audience. But in terms of Biden, of course he gets 600,000 dislikes. Why? Two reasons. Number one, he's a fake politician and people don't like fake politicians on YouTube. And number two, because the Republican troll army is gigantic. They Like the Democratic trolls are barely exist although now on the radical left there's some right but but the right wing is all trolls so they're of course yeah. but those are look pat i know youtube and it's a giant business those so it's hilarious that chank uger what are they getting on their live streams right now like are they even breaking ten thousand? i don't even think the young turks are breaking ten thousand live what's crowder doing live 34 i haven't seen a crowder episode in a while I think, didn't he go on a break or something? When he does a big episode, he gets over 100,000 live. On average, I, I, if, if you're a Crowder viewer, you, you'd probably be able to answer this if you watch him on Rumble. What's Crowder getting live over at Rumble? 30K? I mean, regardless of what the number is, he's destroying Chenk. Chenk Uger is so delusional. He thinks a guy that's de destroying him <clears throat> um, is getting three viewers. That's hilarious. But uh, yeah, they were way too nice to him. That was, that was uh, I'm a little sick. That was, that was a little sickening. I, I thought that was gonna be good. That was not good, that was not good. All right, let's do some breaking news here. We got some breaking news from the internet from GunFox. Let's have a look here. Let's see what's going on. All right, one moment. There's that new uh, trainee for the NIH. Oh, that should be great. Uh, EPA approved a fuel ingredient, even though it could cause cancer in virtually every person exposed over a lifetime. Well, I mean, you know, they are trying to kill us, so that would make sense. ProPublica is a nonprofit newsroom that investigates abuses of power. Oh, wait, that's not, that's, that's an advertisement. Okay, the EPA um, approved a component of boat fuel made from discarded plastic that the agency's own risk formula determined was so hazardous. Everyone exposed to the substance continually over a lifetime would be expected to develop cancer. Current and former EPA scientists said that the threat level is unheard of. It is a million times higher than what the agency usually considers acceptable for new chemicals and six times worse than, that of, uh, than the risk of lung cancer from a lifetime of smoking. Federal law requires the EPA to conduct safety reviews before allowing a new chemical uh, products onto the market if the agency finds that a substance uh, causes unreasonable risks to health or the environment. The EPA is not allowed uh, to approve it without first finding a way to reduce the risk. Uh, but the agency did not do that in this case. Uh, instead, the EPA decided its scientists were overstating the risk and gave Chevron the go-ahead to make the new boat fuel ingredient at its refinery in Mississippi. Though the substance can poison air and contaminate uh, water, EPA officials mandated no remedies other than requiring workers to wear gloves. 
ProPublica and The Guardian in February reported on the risks of other new plastic-based Chevron fuels that were approved under an EPA program that the agency touted as climate-friendly ways to boost alternatives to petroleum-based fuels. The story was based on an EPA consent order, a legally binding document the agency issues to address risks to health or the environment in the Chevron consent order. The highest noted risk came from jet fuel that was expected to create air pollution so toxic that one out of four people exposed to it over a lifetime could get cancer. In February, ProPublica and The Guardian asked the EPA for its scientists' risk assessment, which underpinned the consent order. The agency declined to provide it, so ProPublica requested it under the Freedom of Information Act. The 203-page risk assessment revealed that for the boat fuel ingredient, there was a far higher risk than uh, that was not in the consent order. EPA scientists included figures that made it possible for ProPublica to calculate the lifetime cancer risk from breathing air pollution that comes from a boat engine burning the fuel. That calculation, which was confirmed by the EPA, came out to 1.3 in 1, meaning every person exposed to it over the course of a full lifetime would be expected to get cancer. Such risks are exceedingly unusual, according to Maria Dow, a scientist who worked at EPA for 30 years and once directed the division that managed the risks posed by chemicals. The EPA division that approves new chemicals usually limits lifetime cancer risk from an air pollutant to one additional case of cancer in a million people. That means if a million people are continuously exposed over a presumed lifetime of 70 years, there would likely be at least one case of cancer on top of those from other risks people already face. When, uh, D when Doa first saw the one in four cancer risks for the jet fuel, she thought it must have been a typo. The even higher cancer risk for the boat fuel component left her struggling for words. I've never seen a one in four risk before, let alone a 1.3 in one. That's ridiculously high. Another serious risk associated, cancer risk associated with the boat fuel ingredient that was documented in the risk assessment was also missing from the consent order for every 100 people who ate fish raised in water contaminated with that same product over a lifetime. Seven would be expected to develop cancer, a risk that's 70,000 times what the agency usually considers acceptable. When asked why it didn't include those sky-high risks in the consent order, the EPA acknowledged having made a mistake this information was inadvertently not included in the consent order, an agency spokesperson said in an email. Nevertheless, in response to questions the agency wrote, EPA considered the full range of values described in the risk assessment to develop its risk management approach for these fuels. The statement said the cancer risk estimates were extremely unlikely and reported with high uncertainty because it used conservative assumptions when modeling the EPA said it had significantly overestimated the cancer risks posed by both the jet fuel and the component of marine fuel. The agency assumed, for instance, that every plane at an airport would be idling on a runway, burning an entire tank of fuel, that the cancer-causing components would be present in the exhaust, <clears throat> and that the residents nearby would breathe that exhaust every day over their lifetime. In, in addition, the EPA also said it determines the risks from the new chemicals were similar to those from fuels that have been made for years, so the agency relied on existing laws rather than calling for uh, an additional protection. But the Toxic Substance Control Act requires the EPA to review every new chemical, no matter how similar to existing ones. Most petroleum-based fuels were never assessed under the law because existing chemicals were exempted from review. When passed in 1976, studies showed people living near refineries have elevated cancer rates. 
EPA recognized the model it used in its risk assessment was not designed in a way that led to realistic risk estimates for some of the transportation fuel uses, the agency spokesperson said. New chemicals are treated differently under federal law than the ones that are already being sold. If the agency is unsure of the dangers posed by a new chemical, the law allows the EPA to order tests to clarify the potential health and environmental harms. The agency can also require that companies monitor the air for emissions or reduce the release of pollutants, can also restrict the use of new products or bar their production altogether. <clears throat> but in this case, the agency didn't do any of those things. Six environmental organizations concerned about the risks from the fuels, the Sierra Club, Natural Resource Defense Council, and a bunch of others here. Chevron has not stated, uh, started making the new fuels, the EPA said. Separately, the EPA acknowledged it had mislabeled critical information about harmful emissions. The consent order said the one in four lifetime cancer risk referred to stack air, a term for pollution released through a smokestack. The cancer burden for smokestack, uh, smokestack pollution would fall on residents who live near a refinery. The agency now says those numbers in the consent order do not reflect the cancer risk posed by air from refinery smokestacks. When the consent order said stack emissions, the EPA says it really meant pollution released from the exhaust of the jets and boats powered by these fuels. We understand this may have caused a misunderstanding, the EPA wrote in response to ProPublica. Based on that explanation, the extraordinary cancer burden would fall on people near boats or idling airplanes that use the fuels, not those living near the Chevron refinery. Each of the two cancer-causing uh, products is expected to be used at 100 sites. ProPublica asked for the exact locations, but they declined to say. In an email, a Chevron spokesperson uh, referred questions to the EPA and said, the safety of our employees, contractors, and communities are our first priority. That's obviously total bullshit. <clears throat> Doa, the former EPA scientist who worked for the agency for three decades, said she had never known the EPA to misidentify a source of pollution in a consent order. When I was there, if, I, if we said something was stack emissions, we meant that they were stack emissions. During multiple email exchanges with ProPublica, The Guardian, leading up to the February story, the EPA never said the cancer risks listed as coming from stack emissions were actually from boat and airplane exhaust. The agency did not explain why it initially chose not to tell ProPublica and The Guardian that the EPA had mislabeled the emissions. The agency faced scrutiny after the February story in ProPublica and then The Guardian in, in an April letter to the EPA <clears throat> administrator, Michael Reagan, Jeff Merkley, an Oregon Democrat uh, said he was troubled by the high cancer risks. Um, EPA Assistant Administrator Michael Friedhoff told Merkley in a letter earlier this year that the one in four cancer risks stem from exposure to exhaust of idling airplanes and the real risk to residents who live near the uh, Pasagola refinery was on the order of one in 100,000, meaning it would cause uh, one case of cancer and 100,000 people exposed over a lifetime. Told about the higher cancer risk from the boat fuel ingredient, Merkley said in an email, it remains deeply concerning that fossil fuel companies are spinning what is complicated method of burning plastics that's actually poisoning communities as beneficial to climate. We don't understand the cancer risks associated with creating or using fuels derived from plastics. Merkley said he's leaving no stone unturned while digging into the full scope of the problem. Uh, he said, thanks to the uh, reporting from ProPublica, we're getting a better sense of the scale and magnitude of the program. The risk assessment makes it clear that cancer is not the only problem. 
Some of the new fuels pose additional risks to infants, but the EPA didn't quantify the effects. Some of those newly approved uh, toxic chemicals are expected to persist in nature and accumulate in living things. The combination is supposed to trigger additional restrictions under EPA policy. Yet the agency lists the risk from eating fish contaminated with several of the compounds, suggesting they're expected to get into the water. When asked about this, an EPA spokesperson wrote that the agency's testing protocols for persistent bioaccumulation and toxicity are unsustainable for complex mixtures and contended these substances are similar to existing petroleum-based fuels. The EPA has taken one major step in response to concerns about the plastic-based chemicals. In June, it proposed a rule that would require companies to contact the agency before making any of the 18 fuels and related compounds listed in the Chevron consent order. The EPA would have the option of requiring tests to ensure the oil used to create the new fuels doesn't contain unsafe contaminants. If approved, the rule would require Chevron to undergo such a review before producing the fuels. Environmental advocates say the new information about the plastic-based chemicals have left them convinced that even without additional contamination, the fuels will pose a grave risk. Uh, yeah, that doesn't seem too good. That does not seem too good, but uh, you know, they're trying to kill us, so that wouldn't really surprise me. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one here. One second. One moment. All right, here is some more breaking news from the internet from Gunfox. Appreciate the support, sir. Uh, Appeals court hands Biden a win in asylum decision. Joe Biden has maintained that a rule restricting asylum is crucial to his administration's efforts in managing the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, in late July, a lower court decision found the policy to be illegal and ordered it terminated. But in a turn of events, the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals on Thursday granted the Biden administration temporary reprieve from the lower court's decision allowing the controversial practice to stay in place. The administration asked for the rule to remain while uh, uh, larger court battles about its legality get worked out. The rule makes it difficult for anyone to seek asylum without first seeking protection in the country that they're traveling through on their way to the U.S. Uh, or in applying online. The asylum rule was put in place in May after uh, Title 42 came to an end. All right, well, there you go. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's that with uh, Biden. It's weird, like, sometimes they, like, pretend, they're like, well, Biden doesn't want people to seek asylum. And uh, I think they just do it to kind of stave us off. And they're like, no, 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 it's just, he's like Trump. Joe Biden is just like Donald Trump with the border. All right, let's see here. Uh, I think there's one more, one second. All right, let's see here. Okay, let's see. Yeah, we got some uh, white supremacy breaking news from the internet from Gunfox. Let's see what that is. Let's see if it's about white supremacists or white supremacists. Uh, okay, one second. Here we go. All right. Uh, Young Americans who identify with gun culture are more likely to believe in male supremacy. Good, that's good. Male supremacy is fucking awesome. That's fantastic. So that's uh, this is a white pill, it looks like. All right. 
Young Americans who identify with gun culture are more likely to believe in male supremacy. Um, Young Americans who identify strongly with gun use and gun ownership often hold male supremacist beliefs and racial resentment. Good, that's good. If your group is being treated poorly, it is completely righteous to have resentment over that. So that's so far so good. Anyway, the young people who are mo most closely associated with guns are more likely to be white people who have worse symptoms of anxiety or depression according to new research. And now this is, of course, from the bullshit gun-grabbing group Every Town for Gun Safety and a bunch of other ones, including the SPLC. The research found that men were more familiar with and agreed more with the following gun narratives. Guns allow the weak to stand up to the strong. That is a basic fact. People should buy guns now because society might collapse in our lifetime. Basic fact. It isn't fair that the actions of a few troubled individuals should have a negative effect on the gun rights of good Americans who have done everything right. Basic fact. Guns are the best way to defend yourself, loved ones, and your community. Basic fact. And guns bring families together. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are people that uh, do that as a family, so yeah, it's fine. The first of its kind look at American youth's attitudes about gun violence polled over 4,000 American young people between the ages of 14 and 30, from a nationally representative sample over the past year, the researchers who also conducted qualitative focus groups with participants found that youth with stronger male supremacist and racist attitudes tend to hold stronger beliefs that adults in school should be armed, feel safer with guns than without guns, and have stronger trust in the police. A number of beliefs and experiences corresponded to higher measures of male supremacy the higher the number of experiences a person has had related to injuries or deaths from gun violence, the higher the belief respondents held that guns defend minorities, and the higher the belief the Second Amendment gives Americans the rights to overthrow the government, all correlated with a higher score measured of male supremacy. So basically what you have here is a bunch of uh, leftist homosexuals are marveling at normal people who believe in true things. That's a hell of a thing. <clears throat> Pasha dashed hard one of the retards uh, at this group called Peril, an expert on male supremacy and online radicalization, uh, I bet she looks as you would expect, said one factor propelling this sentiment is a shifting economic landscape in America. In places of economic instability, men are shifting from this attitude of man as a provider to man as a protector. You may not be able to, as a man, be the primary breadwinner, but you can, through acquiring guns and the willingness to use guns for violence, reclaim your masculinity as a protector. Even in young people, this sentiment was notable and behind many of the things that participants expressed to the researchers during interviews. Dashed Hard said this speaks of a larger cultural dynamic at play currently where many white men are feeling unsure about how to articulate themselves as men in current society. Well, I wonder why that is. It's because you fucking retards, that's why. As a result, many young men are turning to guns as an impeachable access to masculinity. Oh, yeah, that'll work, that'll work. Dashed Hard said that for many young men, developing a relationship with guns as a way to bolster their sense of male identity starts at a very young age when young boys are often unwittingly exposed to a lot of really toxic ideas and a lot of really potential radicalizing content 
through social media, memes, jokes and memes. He says, while many parents dismiss concerns over what children are seeing and the potential for radicalization on social media as overblown wokeness, he said most parents would be shocked to find their children are interacting with white supremacist recruiters while playing video games and watching Twitch streams. That's predominantly made up. Me, unless you're talking about, I guess they're talking about like if your kid has a friend that says faggot, uh, that would be a white supremacist recruiter. In addition to making sure children are taught media literacy, Angela Farrell Zabala, the executive director of another AIDS commie gun grabbing group, said parents also need to be aware of what media their children are consuming and are aware of the ways that the gun advocates have helped position media messages designed to influence their sons, as the new research shows. Yes, this communist wants to make sure that your kids are exposed to tranny cocks rather than guns. This research tells us a lot about where we need to go from here, and it confirms just how intertwined the gun culture promoted by the gun lobby is with hate-filled ideologies. She noted that part of every town's work on gun safety includes calling attention to the way guns and gun accessories are frequently marketed to young boys and men. Well, that's because they like them. Pharrell Zabala pointed to campaigns such as Bushmaster's Reissue Your Man Card, that sounds good, an ad from Care Firearms that posted during the Black Lives Matter protests of 2020 that portrays Kyle Rittenhouse, the man who was then a 17-year-old, traveled to Kenosha, Washington during the protests there following the killing of a black man. <clears throat> a, a, that was a righteous kill because he was about to kidnap children in the summer of 2020 and shot three people, two of them fatally as a hero. Well, that would be accurate. He was a hero. He made good commies and he made good commies legally. That is the best way to make good commies. Completely, legally, righteously, and morally. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, the, and you know how commies can avoid being made into good commies? Don't attack people. <laughs> it's very simple. Don't violate another citizen's rights. Don't attack them, okay? That's it, it's as simple as that. It's the simplest thing ever. But they're predators and they can't help themselves. But they're like faggot predators. They're not like, you know what I mean? It's like weird. It's not, they're not really, it's more like, um, it's more like a, like a, like an infection than a prey. Yeah, predators, to, no, they're not predators. They're like, a, they're like an infection, it's like cancer, basically. They destroy, but they're not like predators, sexual predators. They are sexual predators. Uh, they, they definitely, there's a lot of pedophiles. But anyway. One of the AIDS commies said, I think we need to talk about why when young men and boys are engaging with content about guns and American gun culture, they increasingly find themselves holding hateful beliefs about sexism and racism. So that's totally made up. There are no hateful beliefs. This is all made up. This is made up gobbledygook to try to control you. Uh, it's no different than what some religions do, what some churches do. Um, make you feel as though you are automatically guilty of a sin and you must rely on the church or you must rely on the, the, the priest or whoever. Again, I'm not saying, I, I understand not every religion teaches that, but some do. Cults particularly, you know, they take away the Jesus component and it's focused more on the people running the church or the organization, like with the Jehovah's Witnesses. This is the same shit, it's just not done with religion. Um, the AIDS commie continued, the rhetoric of the gun lobby has long included 
racist and sexist overtones. Good racist and sexist overtones are fun. And dog whistles, which we may assume only reaches the older generations in our country. But what our research shows is that this rhetoric does seem to be sticking with young boys and men. Good. Uh, in his own research, Dash Tard regularly sees how low the bar to entry is for young men interacting with male supremacists and white supremacist content. Well, that's because you consider anything good to be male supremacist or white supremacist. This isn't the case of someone typing the Holocaust isn't real, but a 14-year-old boy who's nervous about talking to women and going on the internet and searching for tips how to do that. From that simple search, many young men are quickly entering a world of really awful content that's rooted in male and white supremacist ideology. Again, this is made up, made up communist gobbledygook. As feminist discourse has entered into mainstream conversation, there has been an understandable focus on the ways the patriarchy has impacted women. So this is made up. Uh, if the patriarchy is real, it's fucking awesome. Okay, this is all made up bullshit. There hasn't been articulated as clearly an understanding of how patriarchy affects boys and men. Again, this is just gobbledygook. As a result, many boys and men are turning to the internet for answers. Then dashed hard says white supremacist and stormfront recruiters are coming into those forums. Yeah, I'm sure they are. So that, you know how many times I've been on GTA online? I've never come across a stormfront recruiter ever. Jesus Christ. It's just a lot of people calling each other niggers and faggots. That's really what a lot of it is. And, 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 and the incessant, incessant beep of a goddamn smoke alarm, <laughs> which apparently now has a racial component to it. Because uh, that's a new thing. Uh, yeah, uh, Mark Dice had a portion in a video today. That shit was cracking me up. He, he brought it up. <laughs> it was great. Because then they found an old video from this Olympic athlete this black girl who got like banned for smoking weed and in her interview with like nbc or whatever her smoke alarm went off it's this fucking hilarious just to look i'm not one of these people i'm not like a snob okay like if batteries look i if i understand you don't have to buy a battery but unplug the goddamn thing i don't think it's telling you the battery's dead isn't it so it's not going to work anyway I mean, you're probably not going to have a fire. I mean, you might, you know, you know, I'm not saying it's a good idea to do that. You should probably have whatever you need. But oh my God, like I've been there before. Just take the goddamn battery out. Anyway, whatever. This lunatic continues. Uh, men looking for answers are met with ideas that often lead to violence lie rooted in feelings of hatred and resent. Hatred is righteous. It really depends on who you hate and why you hate them. Okay, if you hate evil people for doing horrible things, that's 100% righteous. If you like hate a nice person for like no reason, that's like fucked up. I, although you're free to do it and you know, and like what, who's really gonna be hurt as long as you're not fucking with that person. Um, really it's, that's frankly your business because uh, now we're getting into like what you're thinking mentally. That's totally up to you. Not if Klaus Schwab has anything to say about it. They're trying to get into our heads. Man, that'll be a hell of a thing. <laughs> I gotta. T mm. I'll tell you this: if they get into our heads. They are really gonna understand the level of hatred that some of us have for them, and <laughs> what we would like to see done. <laughs> Things that are not even physically possible. Anyway, whatever.
the research uh, for every time. Oh, uh, feelings of hatred and resentment towards women and racial minorities. Well, the, the, there are people that have valid reason to resent women and racial minorities. I mean, I think you should be accurate. Uh, I'm not a blanket person, but you, that doesn't mean you don't have to be. You're allowed to be a blanket person if you want to be. Um, but, you know, what if the person was mistreated by a racial minority or, or a woman and they have resentment? That's normal. There's nothing wrong with that. The research uh, from these lunatic commies found 42% of young people said they had easy access to guns in their homes. Dashtard said talking about the gun access problem is too late. <clears throat> and instead, more focus is needed to be put on what is driving men to pick up guns and use them in violent ways. We need to be... Well, you should, well, what are we talking about here? Which men? Which men? Because there is a group of men that are picking up guns and, and killing each other at a rate that's preposterous for the percentage they are in the population. Uh, so, you know, I'm not saying that if there's white dudes doing it too, I'm not saying that automatically means that isn't a problem. That, that is a problem. But these people are pretending that it's only white men. And uh, that's a lie. And white men are a, compared to their uh, population size, it's a much smaller. Uh, white, white people are generally well behaved. And, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing when, like, it was kind of like, growing up, it was kind of like, well, ignore, you know, the disproportionality, and it's kind of like they had a rough go at it, and civil rights, and all that, and it was like, all right, well, that's cool, you know, whatever, you know, the, and there's stuff going on with fatherlessness, and I was like, yeah, okay, no problem, you know, we're, it's just one of those things, okay, that's how I viewed it, but now, now, you decided to fuck with us, and pretend that we're the violent ones, see, that's where I draw the line, I was fine going along with, hey, they had a bit rough time, so, you know. And by the way, that, that, I will say that um, that is kind of fucked up to be like, well, they had a rough go, so you should just tolerate violence. Like, I, that wasn't correct of me. I want to be clear going along with that. I'm just saying I went along with it because I was like, well, they had a rough go. That's retarded. Okay, make no mistake. But, but my point is now I am vehemently opposed to this bullshit because they decided to fuck with us. And they're like, no, now white men are the e most evil and most violent. Oh, 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 oh now you want to? Okay, so now if you say that, now we have to break out the evidence. Because now you have thrown on the table the, dis the distinction of who's the most violent. You have brought that up as a category now. Okay, I will not accept that blame. I will, I will put that blame where the evidence points, okay? <laughs> it's not my group, okay? So suck my fucking dick, communists. Anyway, so the lunatics continue. Uh, we need to be targeting young people earlier. These are pedophiles, by the way. Pedophile communists. I mean, that's really the only type of communists there are. And we need to be addressing why you are feeling so angry. It was because of you and your communist ways. That's why you should just go somewhere. Leave the country. What did you read? Who did you hear from that women are the ones responsible for your anger? Dashed heart said, well, it depends. It really depends on what we're talking about. Uh, all right, it's a hell of a thing right there. That was uh, a lot of bullshit from the SPLC and others. All right, very good. That was breaking news from the internet from GunFox. I sincerely appreciate your support, sir. Um, 
Now we have, uh, there was one second, let me bring up. This was breaking news from the internet from um, Sho Suginu. I think he said something along the lines of this is where we all went wrong. So let's have a look to see what this is. One moment. Uh, oh, actually, I think I'll, I'll put it in this brave browser because there's no ads, I believe. They're getting rid of that, though. I think YouTube at some point. But for now, there's still no ads. You know, instead of their listening to their husbands, we're going to say, follow your heart, right? Like, why do we have phrases like that? Follow your heart. What happens when women follow their heart? It's like we get pregnant by Pookie and Ray Ray, right? It's like, it's like we'll marry a criminal when we follow our heart. There is a reason that in history, they have never let women follow our heart. What up guys? Welcome to the Just Pearly Things YouTube channel and welcome to my whiteboard videos where I go over trends that I really see in society. So today, I wanna do a part two of how men and powerful people have used women by giving us the right to vote to ruin everything. So the goal of a society be to make money or have strong family units that create good children and good people. I would argue number two. So if this is the goal, it's a bad heart, but just imagine, imagine, that's the, that should be the goal. Man, woman, together, right? But what happened was, for whatever reason, there's a group of people or I don't know, an institution, someone out there that thought the best option would be not together. A broken family unit. Now this sounds horrible, right? Man, woman, apart, okay. So what did they do? They thought to themselves, we can convince women of any. So what are we gonna do first? We're gonna give women the right to vote and make them think that we're equal. So men and women are equal. Now, how did they do this? Number one, propaganda. They knew in the early 1900s that if they tell women basically anything that we just believe it. It's like if you get in a woman's ear and just tell her things, for whatever reason we believe it. So in the early 1900s, they started getting on the radio. And some themes that I noticed is one, that women can do no wrong. Women are just these sweet little angels. Two, division. Three, equality. So men and women are equal. You should be fighting for equality and men are bad, men are evil. That's why you hear these women come on the show, they'll be like, oh, if I submit to a man, he's an he's the worst thing ever. So basically these people said, we're gonna use the women, give them the right to vote, even though most women didn't even want the right to vote and warned the problems that come with it because giving, the women, giving women the right to vote is feminism, why? Because it implies that Women are equal. That, that is the foundation of feminism. Men, women, equal. So what did they do? The feminists essentially infiltrated institutions, okay? So they go into the school system and there's a couple trends that I really see that feminists, they send women to institutions. Now what institutions am I talking about? Hold on. So basically the elites or whoever it is, I don't even know who it is, the feminists will say, I want to control an institution. So how can we control an institution? The first thing we're gonna do is put propaganda on the radio, get in these chicks ears, um, social media, radio, TV, all the same messaging, music too. These are all tools that they use. Then we're gonna send women into the institution. So we're gonna send women to college. We're gonna send women to sports and in the arts, um, extracurricular activities. 
We're going to send women to work. We are just going to send women, okay? Because we know that if we get in their ears with propaganda, we can control them. Now, they thought, how can we control them even better if they're not led by a man and they think that they have equal say as the man in the household? And that's what's happening. Women are making the majority of consumer decisions in the household. Women tend to lead relationship. There's a reason we have phrases like she wears the pants. Why? Because that implies that we are what? Back to equal. Equal, which is all feminist. So first they send the women to the institutions. And what they'll do is they'll make women think we're more important than we are. Yes. So they'll, they'll basically make us be narcissists. And we go into these institutions and the men will be talking and we don't like the way that word sounds. So the first thing we'll do is we'll go in institutions and change words. So for example, the legal ones, the women went in there and we're like forced sex. And the feminists came in and say, no, it should be sex without consent. Now, why is that a bad thing? Because that makes it more subjective. They went into the school system and the women came into the school system in around the 70s to the 80s and really ruined school because they made it more subjective instead of objective. It used to be you had a standardized test, you studied for it, for it, you either failed or you succeeded. Now you have papers, you have essays, which is all based on feelings, how the women feel, and then we change the grading scale, make it easier. It's like, so what they'll do is they'll send the women in the institution, change all these words in the institutions, and then add in our version of HR to police the men. So we'll either bring in the HR board, the HR, we'll bring in the school board meeting. So the elite said, let's give women the right to vote so they think that they're equal. Then we're gonna get in their ears and say the men are the bad, women know everything, you know more than men, um, you're equal to men, and um, anything that they can really push to cause division. Then they decide, let's infiltrate the institutions, let's get into school. Now, I mean, how annoying are the like school board? You, you guys already know, school board the worst. Sports and art, so we're gonna replace the family unit at home, we're gonna give sports teams so the women, instead of being at home supporting the men, we're gonna make these leagues that make no money so we can just take women to pursue sports, art, career, whatever it is, or send them to work, right? So instead of having a family supporting the men, we're gonna give them these jobs. Now remember, at work, a lot of these jobs are subsidized by the government. And what happens when women start making a lot of money? Well, we start thinking we're better than the men, which alas, you know, causes division. Let's take myself as an example, right? I'm doing some work talking on YouTube, but at the end of the day, I'm just talking. Why would I think I'm better than a plumber, an electrician, a bus driver that makes society run? But yet we just had national news headlines of a woman doing something similar to me, talking in a microphone, thinking she's better than a bus driver. How crazy is that when we need those men to run society? But it goes back to, let's break up the family. We're gonna give women these jobs that we don't even need and make them think that they're better than the men. And on top of that, then four, we're gonna give them the tools to ruin everything. We're gonna get in women's ears, you know, instead of their listening to their husbands, we're gonna say, follow your heart, right? Like, why do we have phrases like that? Follow your heart? What happens when women follow their heart? It's like we get pregnant by Pookie and Ray Ray, right? It's like, it's like we'll marry a criminal when we follow our heart. There is a reason that in history, they have never let women follow our hearts, but we have these, we have these institutions that back this up. So the legal system, so they said, follow your heart, ladies, make a baby with that man, um, sleep, sleep with everybody, da-da-da-da-da, and then you can legally 
make a kid with a, with a bad guy, take his money, take his kid, and now we have a woman. I'm gonna just put a woman above a man, and then there's a little. So now we have these, this is the new family unit, the woman-led household. Because, because again, we have a legal system that makes the contract of marriage very unfair, where if the woman leaves, she gets everything, and if the man leaves, he loses everything. So what happens is the man is always constantly trying to make the women happy. And are these women ever happy? No. They, I mean, what do they say? If you give a woman everything, she'll still not be happy. It's like, okay, on top of that, they gave us these jobs so we could live without men. So they said, here, go be pretty. Here's your OnlyFans. Go talk into a microphone. Go have your HR job that we don't need. We're going to overpay you. So you again think that you are better than the men and we break up the family because then the women are like, oh, I can't marry this guy because he doesn't make enough money, even though his job is more needed than yours. And third off, they gave us birth control. So they said, sleep with who you want, um, abort the kid if you're irresponsible. And, and the funny thing is they, they keep trying to put us on the birth control younger and younger and younger. All of these policies go towards breaking up the family unit and a female-led house. The legal system goes towards giving women the upper hand so they lead the family. The subsidized jobs give women the opportunity to leave the family. And birth control gives women complete reproductive power so we get to pick how many kids we have. We get to pick when we get married. We get to pick. We get to pick whether the kid is born or not. We get to pick what mate we have, which we all know in the last hundred years, women have had more mate selection than ever in history. And yet, we have chosen to be absolute whores. It's crazy. Now we have OnlyFans models. We have all this crazy when it's like feminism said we could do anything and this is what we chose. Um, back to the birth control. On top of that, it gave women full reproductive power to the point the men just feel powerless. So this is really the system that the, I don't know who, maybe elites, maybe feminists, whatever it was. They give us the right to vote. Then they get in our ear through propaganda and they preach women are queens, women are the best. Anything to divide the family, you're equal to men, which we all know leads us to failure. Men are bad. And then they created these institutions to make us feel more special than we are. And then gave us the tools to ruin men financially, emotionally, and ru basically ruin society. And now we have a below, now what do we have? What is this all equal? No kids. Now we have a um, lowering replacement rate and society may collapse. But don't worry, just give women the right to vote and nothing bad will happen. That was totally a good idea. Yeah, women and men are equal. Or maybe, maybe I'm crazy, I don't know. Let me know in the comments, guys. Subscribe to the channel, ring that notification bell, and I'll talk to you next time. All right. And let's see. We're going to close with the... Um, where is it? Oh, yeah. Here is the second part of this that we watched last night. One second. Okay, one second. We were at, I think we stopped this at Russell, 15. Texas, Bentley. Right there. Here we go. The depth of stupidity that some people have, you know, and understand, oh, God, it's it's ten times worse than we ever thought it was. Well, um, I think it's important to allow people, even the biggest dumbasses and trolls, to be able to argue because then you can shine a spotlight on them and say, that's what you look like. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I'm <laughs> against censorship. I, I, I am for free speech because 
you know, the idiots and the assholes and the liars will prove themselves to be such by their words. So I support that completely. That's um, that's another thing, um, you know, with the U.S. media, to bring it back into the whole propaganda and to stick on with the whole lying bullshitters thing. Um, I don't know, and I don't want to... You don't have to answer this question um, with an affirmative or negative if you don't want to. Did you end up getting one of the jabs? I know you probably would have been offered the, what was it, the Sputnik vaccine? Fuck no, man. Hell no. Are you kidding? Are you insane? All right. Why well, do you, you think I'm still alive, man? I'm 63 years old. I'd have, I'd have had a heart attack walking down the stairs if I had. I mean, actually, supposedly the one they had here in Russia, the Sputnik, supposedly it wasn't MRA or mrna or whatever it is yeah but, that's, that's dude, the shit from that the get-go i mean i knew that was a scam from oh it's cool you know from oh there's some new virus in china dude i you i mean and you know what i have to say and this is to be honest russia made all the soldiers in the russian army get a vaccine but it wasn't pfizer it wasn't moderna you know, it was the Russian version, and we don't see, you know, I mean, a lot of my friends, I was in the Spetsnaz Battalion in, in uh, 2015. A lot of my friends are still in the Spetsnaz, you know. And I mean, these are guys that, you know, they can climb up the side of a skyscraper with their fingernails, you know. I mean, you know, they're as tough as it gets. They're, I mean, acrobat ninja you know, elite athlete type guys. And you don't see them, oh, I have a heart attack, you know. You don't see that happening here. So whatever the Russian vaccine that they made the Russian soldiers get, but they didn't make the Russian citizens get. Yeah, um, recently, this has been in the news in the last week, RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy, he um, was on a uh, off the record, like at a dinner, and he said that it's been determined through research, through his team, that um, the virus was manufactured and it um, basically like goes after Caucasians and black people more than any other race. And Chinese and Ashkenazi Jews specifically have a higher immunity. Not that they are 100% immune. And the media now, they took that, and he has data to back it up. They took that, and they're running with it, saying Robert F. Kennedy Jr., of all people, is a uh, Nazi, and he's the, he's, he's the next Hitler. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I mean, and this gets into about American politics, dude. Like I told you, the first time I voted, 1988, I voted for Ron Paul for president. The last time I voted was 2000 for Ralph Nader for the Green Party. And in between, I only voted for independent candidates, mostly the grassroots party, the political party that I was involved with. And I ran for senator, U.S. senator, in uh, 1990 in Minnesota. And you can look it up. Uh, I got 30,000 votes on a $300 uh, campaign budget. I mean, and it was Paul Wellstone who was probably the last honest man that ever stepped into the U.S. Senate. He beat the incumbent. The Republican incumbent was a dude named Rudy Boschwitz. Um, and 
Boschwitz spent six million bucks and got less than a million votes, and Wellstone spent a million bucks and got a million votes. So the Republican incumbent spent six dollars a vote and won or and lost. Paul Wellstone, a good man who was murdered, by the way, assassinated. His plane strangely crashed right before he was getting ready to run and win his second term. Spent a dollar a vote and won. And I spent a penny a vote. And I lost too, just like the guy who spent $6 a vote. You know, and it was strictly, it was grassroots party. You know, it was in, in the Midwest states, they don't have like a, a ballot initiative like they have in California or in Washington, Oregon, Alaska, which I also helped with in later years, where, you know, you can, if enough people make a petition, you can put this question, yes or no, on the ballot. They didn't have that in the, in, in the Midwest, but what they did have is if you got 2,000 registered voters to sign a petition to put a candidate on the ballot in a two-week window time frame in July in, in June or July then that name would appear on the ballot and we did that in the grassroots party you know we ran candidates for every statewide office uh, not just in Minnesota in Wisconsin in Iowa in Arizona in New Hampshire you know and uh, so that was our way you know when we say okay the grassroots party you know, our one platform is legalized weed. So any vote for any candidate of the grassroots party is a vote to legalize weed. You were in like the whole political machine then, so you understand how all this works. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and I, I mean, I understand it from the inside and the outside, man. And I mean, I'm talking about the national level. I mean, you know who is Jack Herrer? who wrote The Emperor Wears No Clothes, like the first book. I mean, okay, uh, Chris Conrad, Dennis Perone, um, who, who got the medical thing in California going. I knew all those guys, man, and they knew me because we worked together on the national level to make this happen. This was in the early days, early 90s, dude, early days of the Internet, when it was news groups, dude, before the World Wide Web. When it was AOL and dial-up, you know, like that, it, it'd take you five minutes to download a black and white photo. You know, I mean, uh, my first laptop computer had a 700 meg hard drive, you know? And, times change. And, but I understood the power of the internet because you could communicate with people, you know, because this is back in the day of like landline telephones before even cell phones, you know, when, you know, uh, you know, if you wanted to call somebody in another state, it cost you 25 cents a minute, you know, and so, you know, or, or you could write a, a letter on snail mail and it'd get there in a week or so, you know, maybe, you know, but back then, I mean, the thing that I learned from the political work I did for six years 
was that you know your enemies are very serious they're very real they're very dangerous and about half of the people that say that they're your comrades are also your enemies they're snitches or they're in it for the money or to make themselves a name and you know i mean and they don't really give a shit about you know the cause <clears throat> they're only using it as you know they're posers who are just saying oh yeah well you know i'm in the weed legalization movement or whatever you know i mean i'm pro-russian i mean oh i love donbass so that's what you got to watch out for dude a fake comrade is a real enemy and that's the problem like say for example with the communist parties in the united states and i say that plural because there's at least half a dozen of them and they all spend more time fighting against each other than they do against you know the real you know the real enemy and so you know it's it's the whole divide and conquer thing dude for two thousand years all right um Two Supernova One. Did I turn the mic off? Let me make sure my mic's on one second. Here we go. Yeah, okay, good. Two Supernova One says, not that anyone watching HB's show would forget, but here is the evidence.com is a good resource regarding the 2020 election bullshit. Too bad no one on PBD show brought that up to Chank. Yeah, I, 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 that was just, yeah, it was no good. And Chank insulted them to their face. And they didn't say anything. That was unfortunate. Yeah, here is the evidence.com, a great uh, aggregate site with plenty of evidence related to the election uh, that people can check out. You can also, um, they're still out there, the archives of the hearings. They had hearings in, let's see, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Uh, plenty of evidence was gone over. Uh, during those hearings by um, election workers uh, and they and a lot of the things that they saw were corroborated by other election workers in other places like yeah it's just uh, they're full of shit when they say there's no evidence at all all right let's see here I read this one AIDSRIFIC Eisenstein says Joe Rogan coming around to straight up election fuckery, Ron DeSantis elections are totally fine. Amazing, yeah, it's really uh, it's a hell of a thing to see. I'm glad I'm glad to see though uh, that uh, Rogan is coming around. Um, Show Seguino says uh, so. This one, if you can drop me an email and I, and I can, put, I didn't see this. Uh, if if you put it in entropy, uh, I I missed it and I apologize. Um, if you want to shoot me the e an email at harddoesnetwork at gmail.com, I can play it during the next one, which was the Lotus Eaters Brave New World, a book about a future utopia where the citizens are created and controlled uh, and obey. Um, Dick Master Flash. <clears throat> oh, I read that one. That was about Shang Tsung. Horatio Nelson says, did you see the takeover by thousands of future lawyers in Madison Square Park today. Thousands looting, windows smashed, 
car stolen and destroyed because a streamer promised to give away five PS5s for people there. Yeah, I saw that all over Twitter. That was one of those uh, teenager gatherings. Got to watch out for those teenagers. Man, I believe the guy who did the giveaway has been charged by NYPD. So he's, uh, he's in trouble for that. Ratio also says, Lizzo, retard bombs dropping across America. Oh, man, you got to watch out. Two-minute news update from Gabriel Chana Fox Channel Zero, 420 when. Want to stick this in tonight just because we all love Gail, 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 Gail. I'll put this in the queue for the uh, 420 block when we get back. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, watch out for the retard bombs. That's a hell of a thing right there. Um, Michelle Kincaid says, it seems like the laptop story was censored right before the election is the safe answer to election fraud. PBD may not know. Vivek keeps using this line. It's cowardice. Nice guy, but does nothing for me. It's like watching a Lifetime movie uh, where the main character always survives at the end. <clears throat> Trump ruined it for future candidates. He is the goat. It's like when Steve Perry left Journey. Steve was Journey. Trump created a movement, MAGA. Trump is MAGA. I know corny, but how I feel. Yeah, now I don't know a lot about Journey. Um, I would, now I, I, I bet you there's going to be disagreement. Not that I loved Van Halen, but Van Halen is one of the few non-rap groups that I listened to when I was a kid because <clears throat> I know rap came out probably in the late 70s, but I didn't discover it until I think... 84, 85. So before that, I didn't know rap existed. So I listened to like Van Halen, Twisted Sister. Um, who was that Electric Avenue guy? Eddie Grant? I liked that song when I was a kid. Anyway, but I remember, so I, I have some Van Halen nostalgia. Uh, but David Lee Roth Van Halen, the other guy. And now, apparently, when Sammy Hagar uh, replaced uh, David Lee Roth, like, I think they did well on tour and stuff. So, like, he, he was successful, I believe. Uh, uh, I, was, I was not into it at all. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, the, it would be like, I, I would view it like uh, David Lee Roth leaving Van Halen that oh of course I guess I don't want to get too much in the weeds with the analogy because uh, the guitar player was pretty good too that guy what was that Eddie Van Halen he was good but anyway but uh, yeah no it, uh, the overall point though is taken and yeah it, like it's I, I think I'm of the same position as I am on free speech either be a real one or free on free speech or shut the fuck up that's my view uh, to commentators be a real one about it or shut the fuck up uh, and it's the same thing about the election have an accurate understanding of what they did or don't talk about it okay and and they absolutely there was a fuck ton of fraud um, and there, there is as much fraud as there is myocarditis when it comes to the vaccine. Like, it, it's ridiculous. Now, there is certainly other things that they did. Um, the Time Magazine article outlined that. So it's not, it's not wrong to bring that up. When Tim Pool brings that up, he's not wrong. But that's just not the whole story. Um, you got to make the full commitment. They committed fraud 
they use whatever you want to call them, fraudulent ballots, fake ballots, um, ballots that were filled out. You know, they just had Biden and they didn't vote in the down ballot and they were all formatted the same way. However you want to, however you want to describe them, fake ballots, fraudulent ballots, whatever. They wheeled in massive fraudulent ballots in the middle of the night. They did other things too, and it's fine to talk about all of it, but it's an interesting pattern because of like everything that we've seen. You know, when it comes to the major narratives that we've watched, there's a lot of it, right? Like there was a lot of rioting in 2020, right? There's a lot of side effects and deaths from the vaccine. Okay, there's a lot of election fraud in the 2020 election. Um, like a ton of it. And one of their, one of the things that they say is that there's no evidence at all. It's a deliberate de gaslight to try to demoralize you. It is hilarious. I mean, it, you know, if it was something where it was like questionable, I could see a person being like, well, there's no, oh, oh or the censorship. That's another one where a, a countless amount of examples of government censorship. Uh, and they're like, oh, there's no evidence of that at all. A countless pieces of evidence of Joe Biden's criminality and doing business deals with Hunter. Um, a bukkake of evidence, if you will. And they're like, no, there's no evidence. It's hilarious. Hilarious. All right. Let's see here. Which one was that? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate that. Um, Rachel Nelson says, did you see this today? Pfizer, Pfizer exec admits mRNA vax was never tested before rollout and never stopped transmission. They also had a special vax for their board. So I saw some of this. I did see... Oh, there's three things. Okay, well, let me think here. All right, let me first one listed here. I did see the one where the employees at Pfizer were given a different formula of the vaccine. Now, there's been people who have been talking about that for a, a long time. That there's been different batches. Some batches are way more deadly than others. And then, of course, there is the question of. How has there not been an elite that has had myocarditis that we're aware of or a vaccine side effect? Like, what are they giving these people, the Fauci's of the world, the Klaus Schwab's of the world? Whether it's saline or a different formulation, I think there is something to that. Um, they definitely didn't give Klaus Schwab and Bill Clinton and all the elites of the world, they didn't give them the same vaccine formula as they did to like the soccer players. Um, the only one that I am aware of where you could argue that there was a possible side effect, and I wouldn't even consider him an elite. I think he's, he's, he's a useful idiot. Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, there was a period of time where he kind of disappeared and it was suspected that he had Bell's palsy or something, or he had some sort of side effect from the vaccine. I wouldn't put Gavin Newsom in that elite category. He's a useful idiot. Um, he gets protection as long as they, they find him useful. Same with like Joe Biden. You know what I mean? Like Joe Biden, uh, I think they're probably about to throw him under the bus. So it really depends on, I guess, how, how you quantify all this. But um, yeah, that does not surprise me. Um, I just saw 
there was a hearing where in Australia, I think, where they said uh, Pfizer was like, no one forced you to get the vaccine. You weren't forced. That's interesting. Now, as far as the not test, well, I, I have seen them admit that it wasn't te- that they knew it didn't stop transmission. As far as not being tested overall, I don't believe I've seen them uh, admit that uh, yet. So that's interesting. I hope there's tribunals. That's all I have to say. Ratio Nelson says Thomas Caper, Democrat in the Finance Committee, is making bets in the tens of millions with insider knowledge, specifically on financiers seeking to absorb bankruptcies and foreclosures. He controls their oversight and codes. No one cares. Well, that would, I mean, I guess, so what does that mean? We have another 08 uh, stock market, uh, well, not not stock, just stock market, but another 2008 financial collapse. That would not surprise me. That would not surprise me. Yeah, all these guys get rich off of stocks. Pelosi, and they're just, they keep letting them do it. There's like, what, a couple politicians that speak out against it? They've been doing it for years. It's like ridiculous at this point. Um, let's see. Big Chris says ants, ants and genitals would be involved, I'm thinking. I actually have fantasies in Minecraft, of course, of Keek and the gang being hauled out of their studios, judged, Judge Dredd style, and shot for treason and crimes against humanity. Well, yeah, that uh, tribunal Minecraft mod should be out in a couple weeks. I think it'll be interesting. Although, you know, in the future, from what I understand, Minecraft, uh, excuse me, Microsoft is really cracking down on Minecraft. So uh, the, these offensive mods are probably all going to get banned one day, which would be a hell of a thing. Because, you know, I haven't really played any of them yet. Um, so it's just a hell of a thing. But they are, you know, about two weeks they should be out. Horatio Nelson says, please play the link from earlier of Richie Trash and Bentley. So I'm going to put that one, I'll play that one before tomorrow's uh, uh, part three, I guess we are with this guy. Lots of people are confused about who he is. Not trying to keep you up, just want context for everyone. Thanks again, stream tomorrow. Yeah, I'll I'll play it tomorrow. We'll do uh, part three at the end there. Okay, very good. so yeah, that's the end of the stream. Next stream is tomorrow. Should be around 10 Eastern. Sometimes it'll be 11, excuse me, Central, right? Central. So what is 10 Central? 11 Eastern, I think? Or is it, no, I don't remember. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on Central time. So 10 Central might be 11 Central, just depending on what, what's happening. But um, you can get an archive on Rumble, uh, rumble.com slash user slash hard news network, or you can go to Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or you can go to Twitter, which is at live HNN. And uh, uh, thank you for all the people that sent super chats, Streamlabs, and breaking news. Appreciate it. Uh, wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. I am the hard bastard. Thank you for watching.